You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Today podcast, the show about the news, history, and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. Hello and hello. Welcome to the Leaving Today podcast, episode number 139. Um, sorry that I made a mistake in the last episode. I called it 137, but that was really 138. So tonight is 139. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, this afternoon, this morning, wherever you are. My name is Mark, one of the co-hosts here. Uh, sitting to the left of me, virtually and literally... But, but but virtually, uh, the game changer herself, Jess. Hello. Hello. Nice to hear your guys' voices. Nice to hear your voice, too. I'm sure we've got many listeners like, oh, where's Jess been? So you can tell us what's going on with you in a minute. But to the right of me <laughs> is the trail master of puppets himself, Udi. Good evening. Good evening, I don't sir. miss her voice. I hear it every day. Yes. That's um, fine, though. It's okay. For those of you uh, just discovering us, welcome. We think you'll find the water to be warm. For you repeat listeners, you repeat offenders out there, you crazy Disneylanders, welcome home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're glad you're here. Tonight's episode is brought to you by you guys, the Patreon listeners. Hey, if you want to support the show, if you want to kind of leave us a tip like you would a server or your barista or whatever, you totally can. We make it super simple for you. Uh, leaveintodaypodcast.com, click on the Patreon logo, and you can do a $1, a $3, a $5 donation. One-time payment or a monthly subscription, whatever, but we give really good swag, so just kind of twisting your arm to do that. Uh, and then for that, you get to be on the show, which is another bonus thing that we like to do here. Um, and if you'd like to buy a T-shirt, you can totally do that, too. We have that on our website. Also on Instagram at Leaving Today Podcast. We have everything on our link tree. Hey, tonight's episode, uh, we have a special guest on. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, we think you guys are really going to enjoy him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, tonight, again, Jess, is, Jess has been busy. She's been a busy girl doing college things and working and doing life. But... Um, yeah. As, yeah, as we said before, she hasn't <laughs> chopped off the face of the earth. Um, but she hasn't been on the show, but we've seen her from time to time. So she's still alive, which is good. I am alive. Yes, you are. And uh, she's counting money or something right now. I don't know what she's doing. But decorating. Decorating, which is what she should be doing. Yeah. 
Okay, so Jess, <laughs> what have you been doing? The LTB listeners want to know what what has uh, the game church been doing. Uh, she's been working. Yeah. Um, working. Um, working. <laughs> um, oh, and did I mention working? Yeah. yeah, working. Yeah, that's really pretty much all I've been up to. I've just been trying to, you know, make life great again. Make life great again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to pick your... Nothing we're gonna, too crazy. Okay. Well, we're going to pick your brain on a couple of things. Well, we might do the random... Actually, we will do the randomizer. We are. But you know what? We did the randomizer with our guest. We did. But I feel like we need to do... Do we need a, a double? Well, we in episode that just came out, we did a double. Because you and I did one, then we did it with uh, our guest. Oh. We did. Okay. Then... We're going to have to save it. We can't, we can't overdo that. Yeah. The, well, the randomizer just shows up. I have no control when yeah, it, whatever, whenever. Yeah, But uh, so we can, we could do it four, four times. <laughs> but we still need to pick your brain on a couple of things as well. Um, okay. Uh, but first, we had a pre-show, a live show. And uh, as we do now. So j- just for everybody now, we're, we're coming into a spot where we're falling into probably every other Monday, Sunday. Uh, where we're hopping on maybe a half hour, 45 minutes before we actually sit down and hit record. So for all you people on IG, keep an eye out. We, uh, we're hopping on there more and more, and we're making kind of a usual thing. Yep. Uh, we were just on before, the episode we were before, yeah, and, and then the one before that, I was outdoors. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of all over the place. It, that's all a precursor to um, whenever we do end up going to the live stuff. I've been talking about it for a while, but um, I am going to do it. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. We will do it at some point. I got to figure that out. Anyways, uh, Efren had a question. He wants to know um, what attraction would we bring back? One that is not there right now. We, I think we've done this a few times, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's always good to revisit this because see where, where we are with that. Um, what attraction would we bring back? Hmm. Hmm. I got mine. I've got that's, mine. Okay, you guys can go ahead because that's a hard one for me. Okay. All right, go go ahead, Mark. Well, it's gonna be one of two things. Yeah. Um. So if I pick one, I'm gonna pick the other one. Um. But I'm gonna have to stay with my my original answer was Skyway. Okay. The, you, you can pick Skyway. Okay. Another. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you're fine. Because I can pick the people mover. Because that's, that's that was it. the other one. Okay. So you and me, I'm like, well, I'll just say people mover because that's what Mark's yeah, gonna say. Yeah, you guys are on the same page. Always. Well, see, the people mover always gets love. Um, you know, there was they always talk about how cool it was just to relax, kick back there, and get an over over like a overview of the whole part of that at least the the Tomorrowland area. Do you remember going on the people mover, Jess? Were you around with that? I never, I never did. Nope. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things that was really cool about that people mover, um, besides the Tron speed tunnel, was um, going on it, and I know I said this before, is going on it at night when it would be over, over like the mm-hmm. lagoon, mm-hmm. and you get to like, you know, meander through the back then, what is like the submarine voyage. Yeah. And then, you, I mean, at night, it was in the monorails over your head, yeah. and up in October, cool. you know, yeah. buzzing by and Matterhorn, and it was just a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to be out there. Mm-hmm doing on the on the people mover but i'm gonna um so we've got that we've got skyway which is just incredible i i I wish we could bring two of those back both of those Mm -hmm. back yeah Uh, you know the the easier one by far would be people mover and uh (laughs) yeah yeah. skyway though r.i.p always in my heart never forgotten (laughs) 
always. Don't, don't laugh at me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Oh, okay. That would help if I was laughing. Oh, I thought you were. No. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> I know oh. what to say. I'm mm-hmm. not stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it was going to be mean. But we're going to move forward. Jazz? Yeah. So, see, most of the attractions, does it have to be in Disneyland? No. Mm-mm. Tower what? of Terror. Really? really? So what I was going to, but that is my answer. But what I was going to say was a lot of the attractions that I always rode are still there. Yeah. I haven't really had anything ripped away from me. Um, like super, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just, I haven't had, I haven't had to suffer that long. Yeah. So tower, because like that was kind of the first big, like, thrill ride that I rode uh-huh. in the parks. Yeah. So it would have to be Tower. Um that or which it wasn't even there when I you know the first time I was there. Uh it would be Captain EO. Hmm. Because that was so much freaking fun. <laughs> And didn't me, didn't you like, work at or or the revival when it came back? Or I, why do, why do I think you did? I don't know why. Did Michael Jackson work it? No, you. Oh yes. So that's okay. what I was gonna say was because it wasn't. I never wrote it the first go around. It was gone before. But when he passed away, they brought it back as a tribute, and so I got to work it. But I not work it. I got to be some of the test dummies that got to sit while they were trying to test out the hydraulics. Yeah. Okay. So we did it multiple times. Like, just, I mean, it would shut off, and we were like, nope, that was too bumpy, or no, that wasn't enough, and then we would just go again. And so after a while, you started to get nauseous because it was just so much. (laughs) But I would bring that back solely for the memory of getting to be one of the test people. So, yeah. so you're telling me you're a real life test dummy. I mean, you're just now learning that. No, no. I was trying to Come be on, nice. Lady. I was trying to be nice. Yeah, well, you sucked at it. Okay? Uh, apparently. So Captain- I've been I've been accused of that often. <laughs> Captain EO, huh? Captain EO, hands down. Well, all right. I, I you know what? Honestly, I prefer that to Tower Terror. Believe it or not. Oh, I do. That, I, that Udi, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Because that doesn't surprise me. Be, because you've. You're totally okay with Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Yeah. I am too. Well, I mean, Guardians is great, guys. Don't yeah. get, please don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, I get oh. you wrong all the time. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just—I was ignoring that comment. I know. It's just not Tower. You know, like mm-hmm. it was just that was the first thing, like the first ride that we got that was just like. Kind of for big big kids, other than screaming. But screaming is a coaster, so it's like I don't even count that as the type of attraction. Because then we lost Malaboomer because they took Malaboomer from mm. us. Yes, they did. You know, and put in that stupid ride. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Okay, so that is our answers. Then thank you, Efren, for for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> See, you guys act like you miss me, but do you know, it's just full of interruptions and nonsense. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, constantly. Um, 
Okay, so before we get to the news, Jess, we, we, we did not hear your comment on Magic Keys. Uh, we didn't hear your comment on... I know that we may have talked offline or something about it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But what are, what are your thoughts on Magic Keys? And which one are you likely to get, if any? And I'll, so I've, and, I've been looking at them. Yeah. But I just don't have the money. I want one. Okay. But I just can't bring myself to do it right now. Well, the, I just, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't, I'm just waiting for them to make some changes. It's not, there's nothing that really like stands out and I'm like, oh, this is stupid right. kind of thing. Okay. But I'm just, I'm going to wait a little bit. You're going to wait to see if they tweak them. The plans a little Precisely. bit. Okay. Well, what, 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 wait a minute. What are your changes that that you that you speak of? That that's the thing. I don't know. Like I said, I I like I haven't looked into them like a drastic crazy amount. Okay. Um, I don't know if I got one. Yeah. It would probably be the most expensive one because that's just when I do Disney, I just go all the way. Yep. Yep. Um. And I'm not ready to make that commitment with what they're offering. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, that makes sense. Okay. That Yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. I The one I was looking at was, I think, the Believe. Yeah. That the second to the bottom? Enchant. Oh, the Enchant. The Enchant. Um, See, I don't even know the names of them. Like, that's how much I don't care. One's called the Despair Key, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you, where you're not even allowed to go. Yeah. You just... It, no, every, that would be the Southern California Key because their blackout dates are... Stupid. Every is, I, I want one that just has every day blacked out, but I want the I, but I want the privilege of just saying I have an annual pass. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they have that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the, the 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 SoCal pass. I was about to hang up. <laughs> the SoCal pass. When you look at the blackout dates, is stupid. Like not even. No, it's 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 all it's 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 very it's, dumb. Yeah, no. I was gonna use the R word, but I'm. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it is very much uh, restricted. You mean? Yeah. Is that very you restricted? Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, I think um, per our last episode, you know, talking to Christy, mm-hmm. she lives there, and even she's like, "Yeah, dude, I." You can't do that. Like, even for, no. like, you got to be, you have to be. So her situation obviously is a little bit different because of where she lives down there. But then looking at the the, the rest of the people, you literally got to be, like, a, a half an hour, 45-minute shot from the park to even make it worth your while. For the three ninety nine. Yeah, for the end, bottom end one, the SoCal. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, Jess. That's why they did it. No, because no. people are going to look at yep. it and say that it's stupid. And then what are they going to do? Go They're up one. Buy the next. One. No, you're you're absolutely correct. Even for remember, I said for the SoCal one, they don't even like let you use the bathrooms in the. Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't even use the bathrooms, yeah. Mark, and you have to pay a dollar to ride every ride. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that was just kind of like, hey, we we see you out there. We're gonna you know, when 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 people say. Hey, it's you know, it's like the least I can do. This is the least that they could do. Yeah, you know, I think (laughs) I think if there's a a, a, a even like a a lower level of least I can do, I think they attained it with that. Yeah, yeah, they did. It's pretty ridiculous. That's why the next one's a chant, believe, and then the other. I think the top one is dream. The dream. Okay. And that would be according to Jess's own uh, criteria. That would be the one she's leaning towards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That comes with parking. Yeah. Um, which I never need. Yeah. Which is why I don't buy the most expensive ones anymore because I don't I don't need parking. Yeah. 
And, and you know I that. I just want the days. Give me an extra day. I'll yeah. trade my parking for an extra day of my choice. Well, you know, and and that was the the interesting member that the cat when the cafeteria style was yes. rumored that would have been epic uh, I, I think logistically for Disney would have been very difficult oh, I don't even know if it would be that difficult for them you 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 know write up the right program Mark you could probably write the right program for okay it. yeah they did rise of the resistance do you think coming yeah. up with uh, some software solution for a ticket yeah. program is is, is, yeah, is, no. is a stretch that's yeah. beyond them oh yeah <laughs> yeah there's no way we can we can do that <laughs> good point but like, no, no no i mean on that questionnaire that they sent out in the summer that they had like many different variants of mm -hmm. uh of aps that they were throwing around and that like picket plan would have been great because like what pick and pull. yeah pick and pull I mean, there are some things that might be important to me that are not important to Udi or Jess mm -hmm. or vice versa. Yep. Um, like I don't. I don't care about Photo Pass so much. No, I don't care mm -hmm. about. I don't need Photo Pass. I have an expensive iPhone. Yeah. I can. Yes. I can do that on my own. Yes. Well. Okay. So we. So my. I. To sum it up, when you do have the money, uh, you thinking you're you might want to get the 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 Dream Key. The most expensive, but you want to see if some some other thing drop, some other stuff drops out of it. I want to see if some things drop. Yes, yeah. yes, I agree with that with that too. And you know, I think they will. I think there may be some modifications mm -hmm. to changing things, and there might be like yeah. a fifth one added somewhere. Because yeah. um, there's between six forty nine and nine ninety nine. Mm -hmm. There's a gap for eight hundred dollar range in there mm -hmm. somewhere, which mm -hmm. could be interesting. Um, Jess, what are your thoughts? And I'm I'm guessing I already know about Genie Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't even have to say it. Oh, Jess, we've missed you so much. <laughs> I think that it's totally unfair that, and I can't even figure out why, California's is 20 and Florida's is 15. I got, I got your answer. Well, I know you do, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, it's stupid. It's not going to last. I feel like they're going to get a lot of pushback. They already are. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be enough pushback for them to actually, um, what's the word I want to use? Change it. Rethink it. To rectify the situation. Okay. There you go. Well, here, let, let, let me be a beacon of hope for you. Okay. Who are you? Oh, you're gonna be a beacon of hope. Yeah, I know. Well, it, we're, we're screwed. I know it's yeah. rare. It's rare for me to do. LTP that. listeners, you know you're in trouble if Udi is the, the, gives, the beacon of hope. If Udi's the beacon of hope, <sighs> so you know this ship's I'm going down. I'm really afraid. Yeah, no. <laughs> I got a life jacket right now. I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the captain of the Titanic going. Everything is fine. Yeah, yeah you are. Everything yeah, is fine. Are. Okay, so let's see band, what kind of band played on. Don't worry about the guy taking the silverware. Um, oh so, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> So a lot have uh, since the the they announced the genie program. Um, we talked about it previous episode. Um, yes. And and we're kind of like you know and I I did my deep breath and then I I know Jesse you haven't heard it. Um, I went on a nice long uh, rant. Booty about, rant. Yeah, I went on on a, on a me rant and you know what? that almost brought back my so uh, soapbox like oh. literally almost brought back a Patreon soapbox. Uh oh. <sighs> but anyway. But I had other things going on. Anyway, but the so I, I follow channels and I look at YouTube channels and there's different things that are of people who are you know avid park goers. The pushback that the 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 Disney loyal people like you like us has been pronounced. Mm -hmm. 
They are okay. getting roasted and ratioed into oblivion whenever they bring it up. Yeah. So what? So what it means is that on YouTube, everything is like three to four or five times downvoted. Like no, no, no. Um, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the numbers, the initial uh, numbers coming in for when they uh, release that, which I don't even know when they are. I don't think they did. They give a date. They said fall sometime. Yeah. I think by the time fall ends, I think, or by the time they're ready to release it, I think they'll have enough already negative feedback to alter a few things. That being said, if they don't correct it all the way, I would not be surprised if the numbers for that app are so abysmal that they just drop it. Um, or remove that whole... Light. The, the, the biggest point of contention is the Lightning Plus. In my mind, yeah, that's it. that that thing's a joke. Yeah, the yeah, Lightning yeah. Plus, and then then only being able to handle one one max pass or one fast pass at a time. You never, we never had that stipulation. We had two. We could get two. Well, you had one, and no, you but, had to wait two hours, right? And, and then, then get another one. Oh, okay. So right. that's interesting that you no, say but that now because you can't do that. No, we were saying that that that's what the time frame was. So yeah. if you book, like I said, let's say we get to the park at ten or whatever, and we have a we book a fast pass for eleven forty. We can't book another another thing until twelve. Uh, no, it's two hours. So Shit, yeah, so twelve it, or two hours after the the attraction. After the after you get it. So if oh no, so let's say you get a fast pass at eleven. You can't get another one until one. Yeah, but you could hold at that point. You could hold two. What do you mean? You can no, hold it, two? it was when the window. It was a two-hour window, wasn't it? No, now I, I can't don't remember. Think so. Then why do I remember constantly having two in my queue? Um, I'm I'm going as far back as before there was an app. Oh no 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 no! I I remember that, but I remember. Oh having yeah yeah. Two. But I remember on the even yeah. paper. Um, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I wish I had the answer. I don't have the answer to that either. Mm. So now though, with uh, Genie Plus, you you can get two right, one at a time. And as soon as you go and mm -hmm. check into that, then you can get another one. From what I read, okay. And then you can you can use it for rise, right? No, not that one. Mm -mm. Not that one. Okay. No, there's only select attractions that are going to be available for Genie Plus, and then the Lightning Lane is going to have an, a, a different slew of uh, attractions. Mm -hmm. okay. Which is which is an which is which is going to be an upcharge, depending on what you want to do. Wait, oh. Disney's gonna do an upcharge? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Way, I know, I shocked. Wow, right? I am. You know, you know what? I am so shocked. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, the whole Lightning Lane thing is the one that's just so stupid to me. Oh yeah, no, that one, that one is gonna find uh, an exit, I, I believe. Again, I made the comment when when we brought up the whole point that they announced that they were gonna do something yeah. like that in, in Disneyland Paris. And we're like, yeah, I can see that doing that over here, but it will not fly over here. And I am still in that that you know frame of thought it will not work here no uh, that thing i really hope you're right yeah. i mean you can save that for six flags or something like that that's a six flags thing to me mm. their flash pass whatever they're calling it there you pay that's next. exactly what it is or universal when you pay to you know jump the lines yes mm -hmm. yeah it's dumb yeah it's so not, a, it's not that is that is my answer to your question in a very long roundabout way right okay good uh what is the problem with bringing back Max Pass for twenty bucks, or adding a it to lot. your uh, adding it to your AP for one hundred and fifty. Yeah, no, I I, I don't a know. Lot. I don't know what. The, What's the problem, Jess? No, they're just not making enough money. 
they're not making enough money. That's so, the problem. So, you know... We, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, we talked about it before, like, being... Recognizing that, that the uh, the park has, has lost billions. You know, we, we talked about... At what, where are they going to try to shore that up and try to regain some of that loss? And, you know, I remember before any, any before we even opened, we were worried about, okay, what are they going to do? Are they going, what are they going to do with admission price? What are they going to do with food? What are they going to do with, with AP? What are they going to do with anything? And, and we knew, we all had a feeling that they were going to try to go somewhere to try to recoup something. I think this is their first step in that direction, and, and they're, they're probably they're getting their hands and their fingers are getting not off right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so before we get to the news, um, Jess did disappear mysteriously, and then she reappeared. You got you got to tell them the story, though. Oh, yes. Tell me the story. Tell how me, I did it? Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Or do you want to tell the story? I Let's, can tell it. You can tell. All right, you can tell I'll it. I'll go fast. Okay. Um, so. Knock it off, Udi. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, so I uh, had I had a trip planned for I would say probably about two weeks. It was it was a short like short notice. Like it, my mom texted me asked if we wanted or I wanted to go. She's taking the girls. So uh, go where? Uh, on. on a hike. Okay. On a hike. Hold on. Let, on a hike. Let it go. So let it go. <laughs> so um. I, the day before my trip, I decided that I was going to uh, text Mark and Udi and let them know that I was going to take a day to myself and I was going to go for a drive. So I told them, you know, I'm going to go for a drive and, you know, I don't know which direction I'm going, but I'll let you all know, you know, X, Y, Z. So I get on an airplane and I fly to Disneyland to meet my family. They all drove. So I was going to have about six and a half, seven hours to myself in the park, which I was very much looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I called or I text, at first I text the boys in our group text and I said, I think I'm lost. And I was waiting for, I was going to do a double FaceTime, but I think Mark was on like a business call, so I couldn't get through to him. Um, so I called Udi after I said, I think I'm lost and I was standing in front of the Falcon, yep. uh, in the park. And I was like, well, if I'm doing anything, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go all the way. I got to go to galaxy's edge, which I've always said in my entire life, that will never be the first place that I go. It was. <laughs> uh. So you're welcome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to Disneyland for th three days. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, I went to Disneyland yeah. for three days. So I flew there and then I drove home with them because mm. I didn't want to spend a crazy amount of money on an airline ticket and I had enough points to get there for $11. <laughs> or no, $6. My flight was $6. I'm sorry. Jeez. Because um, I had the points. So yeah, so that is what I did. I flew to Disneyland and spent three days with my family. I got a whole day by myself, which was nice. Much yeah. needed. Did you cry uh, at all? Did you get emotional? You did. No, I, I didn't. I could have sworn you did. I can't remember when. Oh, no, uh, I remember. No, 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 no. It was when she saw the ticket prices no, for no, Magic Key. No, no, no. <laughs> that was what it was. No, I, I'm, I'm getting confused when, when we went because we had that conversation oh. about when, at what moment you cried and at what moment I kind of like got 
emotional. Yeah. The, yeah, when you cried. Uh, nope. Um, I didn't cry. I got no, emotional. I, I did not. I did not cry, guys. Yeah. Okay. No, but I will. There are a couple things that you kind of forgotten there. You, okay. she hammed up the, the drive part. Yeah. Because in oh, true, I definitely did. Yeah, in in true fashion with me and Mark, with Mark and I, when it comes to Jess, we're both kind of like uh, big brothers to her. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, the big brother instantly comes in like, okay, well, good. Okay, glad you're going to go take a drive. You know, we all we all need time every once in a while. Just, you know, go find a little, you know, quiet corner and, and be with yourself. Like, I, I will do that too. I'll go ride by myself at times and just go off into nowhere and just, you know. To nowhere in particular. Yeah, nowhere in particular. Like, literally get on my bike and just wherever yeah. the wherever my feet and, my, and the handlebars lead. So I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. And then we're like, then we begin asking the question, like, well, where do you think you're going to go? You know, you're going to go east, you're going to go west. You know, we think, oh, you want to go to the mountains, do you want to go to the beach, you know, ocean. Um, and Mark got it because I was like, I'm, I'm going to go, I, I'm going south that morning. I said, I ended up south. And Mark's like, to Disneyland? Yeah. He's like, Anaheim? Like, you know? stinker. Yeah. She's like, he, Mark is like, Anaheim? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, she didn't do that. Oh, see, I thought you already knew all this. No, I, I had no idea. She, no, oh, she played both. I was guessing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, no, 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 I had no, no idea. I played both of you guys like a fiddle. Yeah, she did. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So, you know, so, and then when she said, um, I think I'm lost, I think we both went, uh-oh, where are you at? Like, my 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 spidey sense went off. I'm like, oh, am I getting in my car? Like, uh, <laughs> where, where are you at? Like, am I getting in my car? Am I driving to, to pull you out of a ditch? Like, what am I doing here? Right. Where, yeah, where are you? Yeah. And then, and then, then you FaceTime me. I'm like, you, I, did I not like swear at you profusely? I think you said, I, I think you said, oh no, you didn't. Yeah. That's what I said. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And then I and started I like, laughing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I started no, laughing. I think it, and so I've been planning this for a few days. Yeah. And like on how I was gonna tell, like what I was gonna do, like try to fool you guys. And I told Shannon, I said, I think I'm gonna text them and say I'm lost. And then if they respond and are like, oh well, where are you? And I was gonna say something along the lines of like, I'm not sure, but I feel like I'm really far, far away. <laughs> oh. Because I was in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that then I would have got it then. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was a great trip. Um, I walked Avengers Campus. Mm -hmm. um, don't get me started on Avengers Campus. Don't get me started on the Web Slinger. Um, <laughs> no, Un unimpre unimpressed. It is I'll, the I'll, dumbest. I'll leave it there. Dumbest thing they could have ever done. Oh, but I think we knew that going into it. That we it did, but it was Mark. I had like this much of an expectation. Yeah. She's measuring about a, like a quarter inch. Yes, like just a little. I had. I was hoping for something. Yeah. Um, but wasn't the tech kind of cool? No. Okay. I think it's all. I think it is all the dumbest thing that they have ever done. Yeah. <laughs> One, you get tired because you're flinging your damn arm like consistently because you're trying to shoot stuff, or you can just spend more money and get a you know a super duper handy little Spidey gun thing. Um, and it's just it's just dumb. But the Spider-Man show was incredible. Okay. Yeah, you did you did uh, tell me about that one, and you loved that one. Yeah. I sent you guys the video. Yeah. 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 So yeah. But anyway. So yeah, that was my little uh, pre to Disneyland trip that um, nobody, no one knew about. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. We, yeah. I'm glad you got to go. Me too, because it'll be a while now. Because I ain't gonna deal with these magic key holder people. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Okay. Well. 
That's go. That's yeah. go to the news. You listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. All right. Uh, tonight's a little bit different. Um, Udi's handling the news, so we didn't have no idea what it's going to be. Um, oh, he, he's looking up stuff. There's that news feed. We should talk about Pelican's Landing real quick. Okay, that's in here. I was going to go. Oh, is it? Okay, I'm sorry, Udi. I'm jumping the gun here. All right, so let me begin here. Yes. Uh, last episode that we, we reported that I saw with my own two eyes, that in the middle of the Esplanade, there were... Esplanada. The, the, the <laughs> it's Esplanade. I'm joking. No, I, I corrected that. <laughs> um, there were the magic walls were up, and I remember, like I said, like Chris and I said, like we're walking and we're like, what? Why are these up? Like in the middle of the Esplanade, they were up. So as of uh, a couple days ago, um, they're down. Oh. And so I'm like, okay, cool. What did they do? What did they do? Uh, you can't tell. Okay. Uh, no one knows. It looks the same. They thought maybe it was tower repair or concrete repair or anything. There could have been some pipe work. Uh, it could have been. It, it could have been any number of things. But overall, on the surface, it looks the same. Okay. Um, so yeah. So even though, like, our, you know, like I said, we we had that query, like, what what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. Like, are they gonna change the the you know the tower work? Are they gonna yeah. change the middle? Nope. Um. So. And that is that. So we'll go there. So the other thing that I will go now to is the Pelican's Landing. This one, Mark and I kind of briefly talked about it. Um, Pelican's Pelican's Landing is getting a dining area. Hmm. So to me, I'm like both Mark and I. Jess, did you have you heard about this? I've mi- seen the pictures. There okay. might be Udi, There might be some people that are going, "What is Pelican's Landing, and where is it?" Okay, for everybody who doesn't, and seriously, if you don't know where Pelican's Landing, they may is, not know. We, we need to have a conversation. Okay, Pelican's Landing is right across, if you want to say, is uh, right where Haunted is, and you come out, look straight across. It's right where they parked the Columbia. Columbia, exactly. So uh, the things you get there are basically those those bowls uh, yeah. out of there. So bowls. Yeah. Jess, don't you get something out of there from time to time? Uh, yeah, when I on this last trip, that's what I treated myself to lunch to. Yeah. Um, I got the uh, broccoli cheddar, and it yeah. was the worst soup oh. I had ever had from Disneyland. They did why? Was it, why? What was wrong with it? It had very little flavor. Oh, no, I And hate that. the bread bowl kind of tasted um, Old? stale. Oh, no. You so, know, and, yeah. and, and you know what? I Okay, so I'm going to go here real quick. I think that is going to be a problem that we're going to run across a lot uh, for a little bit. And it has to do, and, and it has nothing to do, uh, I don't think, with Disney as the company. I don't think they're trying to do anything to try to cut a corner, mm-hmm. trick anything. I really think in, in the real world... Um, the food and shortages are becoming a real thing. Um, not Can being, I attest to that really fast? Yeah. How how do you, how you're running out of stuff in your restaurant, right? Is it difficult to get things ordered at, over at your job? No, no, no. We're not having a problem uh, there. Uh, but I went to Jack in the Box for lunch today. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. And I thought of Mark. True LTP <laughs> style. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna go to Jack in the Box. I'm gonna get some tacos. Oh wow. And no okay. taco. They're out of tacos. Taco, taco. Really? I was like, all right, then I will just get some chicken nuggets. 
They're out of chicken nuggets. Wow. Which which no nuggies, which one huh? did you go to? Greenback and Fair Oaks. Oh, right around here. Okay. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, fine. I'll have some um, egg because I love their egg rolls. I was like, I'll get their egg rolls. They were out of egg rolls. Mm-hmm. They were out of curly fries. They were out of large soda cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were out of grilled chicken for their sandwiches. Yep. Um, so I ended up with some weird, nasty ass burger that ended up feeding to my parents' dogs because it was disgusting. Oh no. Yep. So, anyways, yeah. I can attest to you, like, yeah, Udi, it's going to be a problem for yeah, for some time. Yeah, we're we're, we're all going to run into that problem where quality of food, quantity, and, and you know, um, Disney has always had that. You know, how do you strike the balance between quality and quantity and everything? The mm-hmm. the, the sheer amount of food that they go through. Um, I I would love, 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 love to see those numbers. I would love it. Uh-huh. I, I think I'd have a good time just rolling around and like, ooh, there's that, there's that. But anyway, yep. so yeah, I, I think this is going to be a problem we're all going to have to deal with for a minute. Yep. Um, sad to say, but like even when we went, Jess, when we went and we ate our food, it was good. Nothing to write home about. But yeah, I was going to say, but nothing to write home about. No. I, I can't even tell you what we ate, Woody. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I ate half your chicken. Remember? I kept, on, I, I kept on eating your chicken. Where? At the uh, French Market. Oh, at the French Market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, remember? Nope, nothing to write home yeah. about. It was not, it just wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't but bad, but it was just average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I ate at Trader Sam's. That was good. Oh, well, good. Yeah. So, um, so what we have now, though, is the, the magic walls are up there. Uh, I, there is no real uh, time of opening completion, but I think I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we have recorded in that little corner nook that is there. If you guys know it, there's a little pathway you can go around, and there's a nice little spot. Maybe it won't I, be so secret anymore. It, I don't think it, it's not going to be anymore. Well, I have a picture of you, of, of Mark, Jess, 13, and me mm-hmm. in that little corner yes. that we took a couple years ago, probably three now. Yeah. Um, somewhere I have that. So over there. So I, I, I have it on my phone, I'm sure, somewhere. Um, but anyway, so now they're they're expanding the area, and and honestly, I love it. If you know the history of the Columbia and everything that goes into that area, for me, I love that because it 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 uh, will help highlight. And and right now, too many people are way too willing to for, forget the past, and I'm like, no, we need to bring back um, the the memories and understand what is here and why it's here and why. It's important to have it here so anything we can do to uh maintain that i'm i'm good with i'm i'm actually and and plus i'm really excited to see how it looks as another spot to go hang out i mean uh tropical hideaway great but how often do we actually hang out there well when we get our our, uh our dole whips we go hang out but um or when i get those other things that i can never remember what they're called the bows no, the lumpia. Yeah. Well, the bows? No, you don't. The, no, you get bows, not lumpia. Yeah. No, I get. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, the bow buns. Um, so anyway, so there you go. So that that uh, again, no idea really when that will open uh, up, but um, they're currently closed off. I think that's gonna be nice. Yeah, I agree. You think, Jess? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. I wonder how that space is going to be utilized for Phantasmic. Is it going to be viewing, you think? Or Phantasmic. Gonna... No, I, I believe they'll, no, pro- they'll, they'll cut it off. 
they'll, they'll, a hard they'll, area. Yeah, they'll close it. Okay. I'm pretty sure they'll just close it. Because if you like, you, when you get back there, you like you would start to see where they cut the lights when um, the pirates start getting off of the ship, like trying to get everybody off. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like because that's where they're gonna unload uh, their cast on that side. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. I read the Columbia. I never do that. And what did you think about that? Oh, I, I mean, I always enjoy it, but like, I was like, I have a whole day to myself. Like, what am I gonna do? You should have done, sh- done the. You should have done the uh, canoes. I thought about it. Yeah. And then I thought, then again, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark. That's you and me, buddy. Oh yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it with you guys. Okay. I just didn't. I, I didn't want to do it alone. You know. Yep. Yep. It's not as fun. Yep. I can't splash people if I'm alone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So here is a news item that Jess might like. Mm. Okay. I'm listening. The Dapper Dans are back. Oh, I know. I saw that. I, I know. That. I figured. Oh, they, were, they were there when you were there? No, no. I just saw the... Um, the news? Yeah, like them singing on the trolley for yep. Halloween. They were sp- yeah. singing. Oh. They're, they're, they're doing the uh, social distance thing as they continue. Um, they're doing off the trolley. And they're also um, continuing to block off the um, the Main Street Station, which is driving me crazy. I hate I know, that that is blocked it. off. Um, I get why they're doing it for anything because they have to maintain that right now. What do you mean? They're remember how when we when well Jess when when yeah, Jess and I went, you, they, can't go up the you cannot go up the steps. That is where they 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 rope it off. And oh. then their characters, whoever, will be behind the rope. That way there is no contact between oh. the the performer or the character and the guest. But as, but when they're not doing that, you, you can load and unload. Nope. You, 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 nope. st- you nope. still can't unload. It's, um, nope. it's closed the entire time. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you can, you can unload, but you can't load. Oh. Okay. No, but you can't unload on Main Street. No, Unlo- you can't. Unless they changed it, did they change it? Because yeah. when we went, yeah. they when we went, they you couldn't offload on Main Street. Main Street was the only one you couldn't get off on. You couldn't do anything yeah, on Main you Street. Yeah, can, you can get off there and then walk down the stairs, like because there's those like other set of stairs that's on the side. Yeah, to, I, the, I, well, to the right if you're facing the station to okay. the right. No, I know, but when we went, they that was completely off. You could only get off, off of uh, the other ones, uh, Norland Square. Um, I could have swore we got off there, but yeah, no. You no, like, remember no, we had to go all the way around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but on the other, but the the main point is the Dapper Dans have returned, and you know any any of these little tidbits are always good because as we have been all wanting, yeah. is returning. We need the things back. We need the, to feel life. Yeah, like we're getting back to normal. Yeah. I think that is becoming an overarching. Uh, theme uh with everybody uh with everybody that we know again last episode you know christy brought that up like how do i go when do i go like i I want my normal i want my disney back like i don't want to have that 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 thing of like we don't have that or we don't have that like so a lot of us are are and you know when i went i went at the height of everything being restricted so now jess has gone with ease of restriction mark you're gonna go ease of restriction so now i'm kind of like I, I want to go with ease of restriction, you know. Um, it was good walking downtown Disney, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, it was great walking there and only really worried about a mask when you went indoors. 
Um, yeah, so that was that kind was of a relief. yeah, that was kind of that was kind of nice. And again, being in Orange County, a little bit more relaxed than than other places. But um, yeah, that I I kind of I'm I'm in that weird spot now mm-hmm. where I am like still remembering Disney from pre-lockdown. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. and then I am now with the most vivid memory of Disney full met, uh, full restrictions on. You know, plexiglass everywhere, having to wear, wear a mask indoors, outdoors, the whole thing. And I have yet to get that that one experience of like getting inching back to normal. So I'm kind of like, I'm glad Jess wouldn't do that. I'm glad you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, but then the other part of me is like, I'm like doing the raise my hand, like my my, my turn. <laughs> You'll be back, I think. I, I will later. be back. Yeah. I will be back soon. If I get my way, I will be back. Before Halloween. Before Halloween. Okay. We'll see if... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to try to make it back before Halloween. We're going to find out if I can pull that off. Speaking of Halloween, they, I, I saw that they're they're bringing back the Halloween screams. They are. And they are. Which they are. I, which, uh, that was surprising to me. Yeah. I didn't know that was coming back, so I'm going to probably go check that out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Halloween screams, nighttime spectacular, returns to Disney and Halloween 2021. Spooktacular. Uh, Get it right. No. Is it a spooktacular? Nope. No, oh. I'm just being an ass. Yeah. So I, no, I think that's what they would. I hear so. Oh, don't forget, plaid shirt. When you go, you gotta text me. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna be overwhelmed. No, you're not. Okay. I doubt it. Mark has always got it on point. And uh, anyway, um, so yeah, the the Hollywood, the Hall, the Halloween screams, the nighttime spectacular returns to Disney in twenty for twenty twenty one. Um, so, um, I don't remember. The last time I saw that. Mm. Jess, what about you? Very long time. Because it was, because it's only for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's been, I mean, the last time 13 and I were there together. That for like for um, the Halloween party. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Yeah. So you let me know, Mark. If I you will. Get that. It's been a long time since I've actually seen a fireworks show. The last one I saw was that. I thought it was ridiculous. Was that mixed magic thing? Did you yeah. see that, Jess? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so when they first came out with that, I it was Shannon and I, I think, and I it started, and I looked at her and I said, "I'm going back to the hotel," and I turned around <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> well, um, I remember you telling so, me that. Yeah, I'm... I was. This is the dumbest thing. Like, if I were my father, flipping <laughs> off. Oh, tours. This would have been me at this point in time. Oh, I thought he liked Spl- no, Splash Mountain. It wasn't a Splash Mountain. No, he flipped off Star Tours when he when they got off when oh. they were on like the the walkway. He stepped on, stepped off of Splash. Mm. That's yeah. good. Um, Dude, when can I go to the park with your dad? Uh, when can I go to the park with my dad? I know. Can Can you talk to him? Do I? Can I? He come wasn't over? there with you guys when you went. Can I come up? Dude, no. he never um, goes. Mom, I could. I was probably. Maybe ten. Oh. The last time I went to Disneyland with my father. And you're only eighteen, so it's only been eight years. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm seventeen. Get it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was dumb. But we did watch him um, when we were there, because Core has never seen fireworks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we watched. Um, uh, we were actually in line for Dumbo, and that is the perfect mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. to watch the fireworks. Is with Dumbo's new queue. That is the perfect spot. 
because you walk through the queue over like back towards like where you could like the Casey Jr. where Casey Jr. is, and it's you're right there, and it is perfect. Okay. Yeah, it's perfect. Like I don't know if I sent you guys the picture that my mom took of me holding her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that was the best spot, and it was a little bit louder, of course, because we're there. Um, but she did fine. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be giving a report on the mixed match. I mean, the, uh, the Halloween mm-hmm. screams. So they're doing it for everybody, not just for the Halloween. Uh, the article that I am looking at is saying only oh. Disneyland. Well, it's going to be every night or just the night? The oh, Halloween hold on. Party? Um, oh, if it's when the Halloween party is going, I, I won't be able to watch it. We'll see how it goes. You know, it it isn't saying when they're if it's going to be a nightly thing or not. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that that looks. Um, yeah, let me know how that goes because it, yeah. um, it looks pretty good actually. So, oh, I love that one. Yeah, going going in line in theme with now we're coming into fall now, um, and with Halloween right around the corner, everything is switching gears to uh, Halloween, obviously. Um, I believe Haunted Mansion now is into that is correct breathing, and which I'm excited for because that is uh, one of my favorites. Um, is that the highlight of your holiday season? Is that well? I love I love I mean my favorite picture um, that I post every every year since I took it on the uh, on uh, the anniversary of the opening or, or uh, Haunted Mansion's birthday. Is one of the uh, the front gates closed in in Holly in uh, in Christmas? Oh yeah, Damien. I love that picture. I love how they do with the with the wreaths and the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I, I think of any seasonal retheme, and I've said it before, that one hands down is uh, the best one. So anytime it pops up, it, I'm super stoked. I'm oh super yeah, super stoked to yeah. go. And that'll be a time I I mean I already try to get on a haunted. You know, two times every every day that I'm on there. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so and then definitely make do my you, effort to finish. Do you, do you prefer it over the regular? Um, no, uh, it, it, there there's no preference for me. They're they're right about right in the middle. They're both e- equal for me. Okay. So is it better at day or at night? <laughs> Good job, Jeff. At night. Thank you. I think it is actually better at night. Yeah. I even, think it might be. Even though you're indoors, of course, but I think this you get when into you come the, out. When you come out, I yeah, think. Yeah, but and even that, like that garden in front, you you yeah. you kind of get into the well. You totally get into the mood and well, spooky, I guess. But um, uh, go ahead or just remind me. Go ahead, Udi. Um, no, I was gonna move on. So if you have a comment, go for it. Well, no, you guys, you were talking about how like things are starting to get into a Halloween effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, me, me, make you. There you go. Oh, 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 the maid. There you go. Yeah. I found it at Walgreens today. For how much? Like five bucks, seven bucks? Uh, eleven sixty. Not bad though. So Jess is holding up a Funko Pop, and it's it's of the, the maid, of the maid from the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have the, they have the, old or the guy that is holding like the dynamite with in the um, the elevator, and he doesn't. He's like in his boxers and a tux shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. They have that one too, and then they have Constance uh, sitting on like the tombstone. They didn't have them there, but it's on the back of the box. Mm. Oh, nice! So I'm gonna keep an eye out for the rest of them because I was like, eleven bucks isn't bad, you know? Yeah, I, I have my my ghost in that uh, platinum 
How, how much do they normally yellow. cost? Um, anywhere from, from 10 to 14, 15 bucks. Okay, so that's yeah, right in the range. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, so anyways, yeah, Halloween's coming out. They're sent, they're, uh, they're going to have a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff at Walgreens this year, apparently, so. Oh, good. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I and then, share. yeah, and then going on off of that with Halloween, there is a ton of food offerings. I'm really, I'm really not going to go into that. No, that because could take two they, hours. We could be here forever, and we have a long interview. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so um, I'll leave it there. Okay. Holiday. Dragon. The the holo- the holiday. I did not see that. No, okay. I, I didn't either. Um, everything is now switched over to fall and Halloween. Um, it now has become my favorite, favorite time of the year to go. That's mm-hmm. why you're, you know, Jess went, but she didn't go when it was there. You're going now. Um, and now I'm raising my hand like my turn. Yeah, I think you will go. Yeah. I I'm think hoping. so. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping I will make a trip by the end of the year for sure. There was an update that I saw on the Disney stores closing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. They're going to be picked up by Target. Did you see that? Oh, no. Yep. Target's going to, I'm not sure how many, but I think a lot of them are going to have like a little... Disney shop inside of it now, right? In the, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, so I, that's so they're mm-hmm. going to absorb those, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's little, heck yeah, it is. Heck yeah, it is. Um, if you guys give me something to try at Disneyland during the holiday, during this thing, I will, I will try it. <laughs> uh, e- even if it's uh, some crazy churro. Uh, spi- uh, spicy chicken and fries. Where's that? Oh, I tried that churro there. At Flo's. At Flo's. Uh, okay, I'll go over there. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, um, I wanted to get dinner reservations at Carthay Circle, the lounge, but they're shutting it down at 4 o'clock on the Halloween party. Mm. So I am a little bummed about that. So I... Um, did, you, did you email them, Mark, and tell them that uh, you are coming? I did. I actually called uh, the Disney... I did. Said, I didn't say I am with the uh, Leaving Today <laughs> podcast. I am actually the founder. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I will be there. Um, yeah, I was no, I was not successful in that round either. <laughs> um, no, I'm they just. Yeah, no, they had a very vanilla answer. It was like, oh, more details are going to be released and just make sure you check the Disney Parks blog. And I go, well, that doesn't do me any good now. I just, do you know? Oh, we don't have the information. So I think I'm going to, and I'm not like, like uh, Lamplight Lounge is not taking reservations. It's like day nope. of. So I'm going to try and get a reservation for Lamplight Lounge. If not, we're totally cool going to um, uh, smoke, smoke jumpers or something. Hmm. There'd be no lack. They la- have like people, they have like wait lists too, like where you can scan the barcode. Yeah. And be put on a wait list. Like day of. Yeah. Because when I got there, there were no reservations uh, for the cantina, but I was like, Forget this. I am getting into the cantina. It's open. I'm getting in to get my drink. And I scanned the barcode. Yeah. And I was only one person. And I was on the phone with you, Udi. What? It was maybe like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't It wasn't long. You know, I mean, I am only one, but I think it's just because they knew who I was. Yeah, it must have been. You know, yeah. So we're going to figure it out. I mean, there's no uh, shortage of food options there. I just was kind of, I, I really wanted to try Carthay Circle um, next time, I think. Uh, I'll definitely try it, but yeah, that's the that's the news, right, Eddie? Yep, that will be the news. Uh, okay, so we're gonna go into our feature presentation, and um, this one uh, is with Mr. Nicholas Laskowitz. And I will just say before we get into this uh, interview, um, we've been doing the show for five and a half years now, and 
I'm not amazed. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not amazed. I'm not. I'm just I've come to expect it now. But every person we talk to in the Disney world, uh, Disney artists, Disney authors, Disney um, Imagineers, uh, Disney historians, everybody is so cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it, there's no pretense with anybody. Nope. Um, just like, hey, this is what I like. I like it too. Cool. And let me, let me share this information with you. And they do. And they and they just share it and willingly yeah. and and engage. And I just love it that we have this community of people. And Nicholas is one of those guys that um, I'm glad we got to meet him. And we have some stuff, hopefully, in the future. We're going to meet up at the park and grab something, dinner or a drink or ride some attractions or something. Yeah. There okay. you go. Okay. So with that, LTP listeners, let's go to the future. Wait a minute, Josh. Anything else you want to say? Um, no, I think I'm good. I love you guys. I miss you all. It's good to have you back, Jess. Yep. Thank you. With yeah. my witty banter. You yeah. with, with the witty banter, yes. Okay, so now let's go to the feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Hey there, LTP listeners. Uh, we want to welcome you to our feature presentation. We have a very special guest with us this evening. Um, you may have seen him before uh, if you're watching something currently on the Disney Plus channel, uh, something called Behind the Attractions. Um, he's been on there uh, for at least probably four of the ten episodes. I'm guessing he'll probably correct me. Uh, anyways, this is Mr. Nicholas Laskowitz. He is a mechanical engineer, a theme park historian, and documentary filmmaker. Hello, Nicholas. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on. Thank you so much for being on and being patient with us. We've, we've been trying to get this thing going for a bit. Um, but, yeah, here we are. And, um, yeah. So, dude, how's it going? You know, it's been it's been it's been great with you know theme parks being open again and being able to go to the places I love. I mean, I'm going to Disneyland in about uh, a little over a week, so uh, I'm really excited. It's a really great time. Okay. And, oh yeah. And this is your first time back since everything. Yeah, it'll be like 540 something days. Something <laughs> I I don't have the number off the top of my head right now, but it will be the first time back. So I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna cry. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so stoked. I'm going on the 13th and 14th. I got tickets for the uh, Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, doing that, um, and then going to the Disneyland the day before. So I'm stoked. That'll be my first time back since um, <clears throat> since the, the opening of Rise of the Resistance on January 17th, 2020. So that been has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, let's do a little bit of background on you first. Um, some of our listeners, I hope most of our listeners um, have been watching Behind the Attraction, which is a phenomenal series. Um, we were going to talk last week, but since then, five more episodes have dropped. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I happened to watch um, this evening. I was watching uh, It's a Small World, and I go, that dude, we're talking to him a little bit. So I was stoked about that. Um, now, I first came across you um, and uh, through, I think it was Chris Roberry. Yes, he's nodding his head. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Chris Roberry did the um, the Lost Parks of Northern California series, and I don't, and that got me to connect with him and a few other Great America folks because Great America is my home park 
for sure. Right. Um, right. And I, in fact, I call it Marriott's. That's how old I am. Um, mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> the good old days, the, the good, good old days. days. <laughs> I'm going to date myself here and, and tell you that I do recall turn of the century pre-demon um that'll make you smile um i know that so now I'm, yeah i'm gonna be old i am old anyways anyways so were you involved with the with the lost park stuff yeah so uh chris robray came to me with the idea back in december 2012 kind of around there and he came to this he was part of the american coaster enthusiasts um mm-hmm. it's a club that i volunteer for and for those who aren't aware it's a worldwide roller coaster enthusiast and preservation group we've been around for over four, almost 45 years, and we uh-huh. have over 7,000 members uh, all around the world, actually. Um, so I've been a part of them for over a decade, and um, I do a lot of regional leadership in Northern California. And so Chris came to me with the idea of developing mm-hmm. um, a video series on, on Lost Amusement Parks, and at the time, it was called Lost Parks of San Francisco Bay Area. And I okay. said, well, you know, there's a lot of lost parks that are in Northern California at large. Mm -hmm. And so basically he and I developed the series together because I said, this would be a great partnership with the American coaster enthusiasts because we have our whole historical preservation stint and we're about education. And so we'll have an audience ready for this kind of content right away. Um, yeah. So he and I developed uh, six episodes over um, just under two years. He and I pretty much did all of the work for the first couple, and then we got the interest of other members in the organization and friends of ours to help create some of the later episodes. But it was he and I who pretty much did the first thing and developed the whole series together. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, very cool. I stumbled across that, and I go, okay, this dude is speaking my language. Um, everything he's talking about... <laughs> Um, you know, Frontier Village I grew up with. Um, so, <laughs> and the early days of Great America, I, and, uh, you know, even, even Santa's Village up by, you know, up by, off of Highway 17, as you guys documented that. Um, I, dude, these are things that are all burned in my memory. And I, I'm so glad that someone else, I was like, dude, there's someone else that thinks like me. There's, there's someone else that knows this kind of stuff, but you guys have managed to put it together. And so I was so stoked with that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a really wonderful project to create. And we, I mean, let me tell you, we had no idea what we were doing when we started. We had never created a documentary. We didn't know how to do that kind of thing, how to film it, how to edit it. So, I mean, we were literally learning on the fly as we were shooting this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we developed a rhythm. We developed sort of a system. And what was really exciting is that when the series had a few episodes out there, people started coming to us saying that they wanted to share their stories. And when people start coming to you, mm-hmm. that's that's when you know you're doing something that people appreciate and people really care about. And so, you know, being able to rekindle memories of people going to Frontier Village and Santa's Village and, you know, these people haven't shared these memories, yeah. you know, for decades in some cases. And so giving them a spotlight and a chance to revisit their childhood has been, um, has been a blessing. It was a real special series to be a part of. Awesome. Okay. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> so then, um, so you tell the story from there. Are you working at Great America at this point or what? So, uh, so I work uh, for a themed entertainment company in Los Angeles, actually. I live up here in Northern California. I work remotely for them. But um, we're a mechanical engineering and design company, and we do design work for museums. We do design work for theme parks, hmm. concert venues. We do theater spaces, all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm a mechanical engineer and a designer for them. So I'm 3D modeling and concepting ideas to how we can manufacture um, these different projects. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then how did you get involved with Disney? 
Yeah, so, you know, uh, I ended up doing an internship at Walt Disney Imagineering three summers ago, and that was leading into the company LA Pro Point, where I work now. Okay. Um, Imagine Imagineering had always been something that I, you know, like many of us who wanted to work in this industry, it's like, it's the pinnacles. It's where you got to be and where you want to go. And yeah. There was a, there was a chance visit. Um, my dad met an Imagineer about 12 years ago, and at the time I was going through high school, and they hit it off. And so we ended up getting a tour of Imagineering uh, when I was like 14 years old. And of course, at that age, I was just like in awe of being able to walk in this place. Mm -hmm. And so that caught that relationship. Uh, we, we stayed in touch for many years until the point where I was about to graduate college and I uh, wanted to apply for an internship. And, um, you know, it's all about connections in this industry. Mm. And that was a real big help in terms of getting in the door and getting in there because he saw my passion. And he knew when I was a high schooler and had seen over all these years that I still loved theme parks. And so that's how I landed up there. Oh, awesome. Okay. And can you give us a little uh, insight of what that was like? Is that like a summer internship you did there? or? Yeah. So I was there for about five months and I was in their ride engineering department and so i've wanted to design roller coasters since i was five years old mm. this has been like a lifelong obsession and yeah so first job being out of college literally working at imagineering was like something how did this happen like how could this be how, how could i be here you know yeah yeah um so i got to work on two attractions while i was there um i got to work on nikki and minnie's runaway railway which cool. has been opening in hollywood studios and will be coming to california in a couple of years yeah and then i also got to work on a little attraction you may have heard of called star wars rise of the resistance yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh whatever whatever part you played in that what so what what Whoa. did you do about with that can you can you are you able to talk can about you elaborate yeah yeah, I can't get too into too much detail. Basically, what I designed ended up not ended up didn't end up uh, being built for the attraction. But I was working on a device for guests with disabilities mm. so they could get on the ride more easily. And yeah. Disney is very great about making their attractions accessible for oh, they all different types mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. So my second half of my internship was a project all basically by myself of designing a way for somebody with disabilities to ride that more easily. Um, they ended up not needing such a thing for that attraction, but it was a really amazing experience for me to learn how to consider those um, guests that have more difficulty riding things. And I just took a lot of pride in taking oh. on a project like that. Dude, for sure. Um, so tell me, what was your reaction the very first time you saw the scope of what Rise of the Resistance was going to be? I mean, you were there, I guess, from the ground level, no pun intended. Um, well, maybe you were. Um, but what was your first thought like, oh, this is what this is going to be or, or sort of? Yeah. So the last week of my internship, it was around the end of October 2018. I was able to find someone to give me a walking tour of Rise of the Resistance. Mm. Um and so this would have been about 16 months, give or take, before it actually opened. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Is this before Galaxy's Edge is opened yet? Or is this? Oh, oh so yeah. Look very at this, cool. Look at this dude here. I know. He's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. This was, about, this was about seven months before the land opened. Okay. Well, yeah. There was a lot of construction still going on, of course. And, of course, Rise of the Resistance was going to have a lot longer before that opened, ultimately. But yeah. uh, I got to walk through most of that entire attraction on both floors um, in a it was still 
mm, I don't know, maybe 75%, 60% complete. There was still a lot going on, but just seeing the scale of the rooms and the scale of all the floors and the vehicles we're going to move on. Yeah. Even in an unfinished state, just the sheer size of everything just was like, this is going to be <laughs> amazing. And all of the, and there's just dirt, dust everywhere. Yeah. That time. Dude. <laughs> that is, how, how many times have you been on? So I think uh, it's probably about eight or nine times. Yeah, you and me are uh, were right up there. Yeah, so I yeah. was there. I was there opening day for the land itself. Um, we stayed overnight in the hotel. And we're part of the very first group to enter the land, so we were part of like the whole countdown, and we got to high five all the Imagineers. Mm. And then I was also there for the grand opening day of Rise of the Resistance. We did the same thing, where stayed in the hotel and did all that. We were there. Uh, we were there on the seventeenth. We were walking the same ground, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were there. Yeah. You go. We yeah. got we got boarding <laughs> yeah. group boarding group forty seven on the very first day. Yep. Or yeah, Ooh. we were yeah. stoked. Yeah, that's amazing. And we were on Haunted Mansion when we got our notification to say, "Hey, you can head over to Rise of the Resistance." And I can tell you that was the first time that I'd ever said to Keith, "Let's get off Haunted Mansion. We need to go somewhere now." Yeah, I mean, we were there, <laughs> and then I remember, I remember Mark, you're like, "Oh man, Udi's gonna be chomping the bit to go," and I'm like, took a deep breath, I'm like. We'll make it through. Yeah, we'll make it through. <laughs> we're we're not that far. We'll make it through. And I'm like having that slow, like that that adrenaline began to pump. I'm like, oh man, we're going. Like this is legit. This is happening right now. Mm-hmm. After you know so long waiting, and the rumor mills, and you're going to be able to do all that, and you're like, and then to actually step on. I I, I till this day. I mean, I'm getting chills right now. And anybody Me who's too. ever been on that and and you know sadly how many many people have not been able to get on for not only because of the closures but because of just how sometimes the lottery of getting the boarding pass has worked um so i i I find myself incredibly lucky that i have been on it nine uh eight times eight times and and i know that and uh but i I (laughs) yeah but I, i keep on telling people like i i try not to spoil it on the show which is getting more and more difficult because i'm like i want people to get on there and experience what that is without giving anything away. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know you guys felt on that opening day because it was very, it was very nerve wracking to get that boarding group because you had to be in the park. And so that meant you had to get to like the Toy Story parking lot at 6 a.m. when it opened. So you could make sure you could get through the Esplanade to get in the park. And then that didn't guarantee anything. No. You know, yeah. then you still had to get on your phone. Mm-hmm. And that was always exciting because everybody was like, instead of rope dropping, everybody running, it's silent and mm-hmm. everybody's on their phone. Mm-hmm. And then somebody 20 feet over there is like screaming and somebody over there is mm-hmm. screaming. It was a very surreal experience. So I'm so glad we both got to be their opening. Day. Oh, yeah. Yes. We, we, yeah. Incredible. We, yeah. Uh, second day, you know, second day we're there. I made it because I, well, we wound up going, we started, we went all the way to um, Tropical Hideaway. That, yeah. And we kind of went, we're over there when we're trying to get on. Um, and then second day, you know, we heard, you know, you hear the, the roar of the crowd per se, as it funneled, you know, goes over the park. And I, and I, and I described it to, uh, to people like I've never, I've been going to the park since before I was born, literally. Uh, my mom, <laughs> my mom walked the park with her, you know, and three days later I was born. Um, but I had never, <laughs> never, 
ever been in the park with something like that happening. I mean, you have, you know, the cheering from, from uh, parades or yeah. from, yeah. you know, for Fantasmic and all, but not yep. to hear the wave because it just, you could feel that wave of excitement coming through Main Street and just starts permeating throughout. I made it the point, I'm like, okay, day two, I, I have on my, on my Instagram, I have a video and I began because I'm like, here we go. I had our co-host Jess, I'm like, you, you get our boarding pass, I'm going to record this because this is something that is special. And I recorded just the crowd around the hub beginning to scream and yell and the sheer joy, people running around, jumping up and down, high-fiving each other and just feeling that energy at that moment is something that is I, I, I want more people to experience. And, and now, sadly, because of now the age of the tractor, you're not going to get that. We're going to have to wait for the next one for that. But, man, was that just special. That that those three days that we were there, every time it was just so special to witness yeah. and be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he says, he says he, the listener, she's just nodding and smiling. So you can't <laughs> see the video feed. So I'll just, I'm just going to describe what Nicholas is doing. I, I, I miss it all. I, I'm so I excited did. to talk about it with people who are so passionate like I am because, you know, we weren't able to go for so long. And yeah. It just, it just is it's special to you know, be able to be there for those experiences. Like I said, I was there for the opening day of the land itself. And I was yeah. filming the whole time because it was, you know, such a historic moment in that oh, park yeah. to open a land of that scale. It mm-hmm. was, uh, I'll never forget it. Yeah. It was strange for us because I mean, I wanted to make sure that I was with my daughters. Um, I, I could only bring one of them that day, uh, but it was still a special to be there with friends and family just to experience this. Um, because in my lifetime, you don't, this is well. I don't really count Toontown as a major milestone. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. Nothing of this magnitude has ever happened in my life, as far as oh, yeah. Disneyland has. You know, um, what was the major land before that? New Orleans Square, right? That was the last one they opened up. Really? Well, I guess bear, you could, bear, 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 Critter Country. Yeah, yeah, Critter yeah Country. you could, you could say there. that. But yeah. that did not get as much fanfare, shockingly enough, as Galaxy's Edge. Let me ask you this, Nicholas, about this whole thing, because we have our theories about the best way to enter uh, Galaxy's Edge. Ooh. What is, don't say anything, okay, what okay. is your preferred method? If someone says, hey, Nicholas, I'm going to go to Galaxy's Edge, what do I do? How do I get in there? What is your preferred way? Okay, so when I like to go to sort of any theme park land or anything, I like to do the most drawn out or the most unexpected way to end where you want to. So I always go by through Critter Country by the Rivers of America. That is the right answer, Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, dude, right? I mean, talk about the background music coming out of Hungry Berry, and, and, and it just transitions right under the trestle. And then you hear like the weird four sounds, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you hear a spaceship or starship going, and, and you go, this is not Disneyland. Where, you know, what am I doing here? And then, you know, you as you know, it beckons and the, the market or bazaar. It's the, it's the bazaar, right? The bazaar marketplace yeah, beckons yeah, out in the yeah. future. Mm-hmm. And like, the whole story unfolds. I'm so glad yeah. we agree on yeah. that. Well, you know, well, plus, go ahead, go. no, I was going to say, yeah, we, we for everybody, we're like, hey, if you haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, mm-hmm. go. Uh, recently, when we opened, I had the, the uh, opportunity to go with, um, you know, our co-host Jessica and her mom, her aunt. And because, you know, everybody was at that point and they're all, you know, they're all like us. We, you know, we, we, when we don't have our connection to Disney, we, we feel like what's going on. We have like that, that hole. So we're like, we, you know, with everything going on, I was worried with the mandates and like, how am I going to feel, you know, and, and, and what is going to change? And, and a lot of the things that I always talk about is 
the beauty of that park is the connection we feel with everybody in there because a lot of people were there for for the same thing we're there to enjoy and for us like people like like us are here we we have that little bit deeper that next couple layers down of understanding what's going on and we kind of can poke you know point each other out in the park like hey we got you. We know. Yes, exactly. So, so you know, um, not. I was kind of worried, but I was like, you know, the park called, and so I had to go. And then we went, and they had never. Her family had never gone that way in the galaxy. They they'd, they'd gone. They'd seen it. Oh yeah, it's great. You know, not big Disney people, but oh yeah, I love it. And I go, we're going this way. And they actually said, oh my goodness, that made a difference. I'm like, I see. This is why we go this way. And I kind of talked to him and kind of, because even Jess, who's not a Star Wars person at all, with the, the, the attraction and the land, she was critical of placement and a lot of the, the, the common critiques that we've all heard from shouldn't be there or could be over here. You know, the arguments that everyone has had about it. Um, but once you walk and once you see and once you hear, then you're kind of like, oh, wow. So that was great to have her kind of convert. And she, when we all wrote it together on opening day, she came up with that is the best thing I've ever been on. Like hands down, like we all have our favorites, but like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, walking in through the sound curtain going on the train trestle, the whole thing is just so magnificent. I want more people to kind of get the chip off the shoulder a little bit. I get it for some purists and I air quote the purists mm -hmm. like, oh, but yeah, I mean, Wow. Right. Yeah, not, not only do I like to go that way, but I like to go that way and not tell my group where we're going. I just sort of like, oh, even we're, just, we're just going to go this way, and then they'll they'll just be naturally like, wait, the environment around me yeah. is changing. Totally, right? Oh, we're in a galaxy far, far away now. And I think the integration, I was a bit concerned because I was at D23 2015. I was in the room at D23 when Bob Iger walked out on stage and said, we're not building one, we're building two Star Wars lands. And I was very concerned initially because Disneyland doesn't have any IP-based lands, at least at that time. It's Tomorrowland, it's Frontierland, it's Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. So when Galaxy's Edge came out, I was like, I feel like this should be in its own park. But yeah, yes. ultimately, I feel like the, the integration that they did in Anaheim just worked out so beautifully because I've done the one in Hollywood Studios. And the transitions there into the land are very jarring and they don't feel natural. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you either walk from Toy Story through a tunnel and you're immediately in Star Wars or you walk down New York Street through a tunnel and there's a huge berm that you can see right in front of you and oh. it just doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think at Disneyland, they just they did a really fantastic job with the integration there. It's, it's seamless. Uh, yeah, dude, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, no, uh, again, one of the, the beauties of how they did that over there, not, not going to Hollywood Studios, I don't know, like uh, looking at the at the maps and the geographical maps of both of the versions of the park, I'm like, yeah, that, like, I feel like the, the sense of wonder or that ability to discover is not nearly the same at all. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Matt. But on to the other thing now I have, the other one, the other one you worked on was uh, Runaway Railway. Well, hold on for, hold on for oh, a second. Oh, we're going to we're gonna get yet. to that in a second. Okay. Uh, just one last thing. <laughs> See, about, the boss is in control. No, right. I'm not the boss. I, I just He's the driver. When I first got off the Rise, Rise of the Resistance, my first thought was, what the heck was that? <laughs> what did I just go through? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I will tell you, I mean, that it, it may be the best attraction I've ever been on in my life, but yeah. it's still, it isn't my favorite. I, I still um, love Jungle Cruise. 
for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But I will say that it made me appreciate Pirates of the Caribbean so much more. Because mm. at 19, in 1965, 1966, mm-hmm. and eventually 1967, when they finally opened the door, that engineering um, was so far beyond what the theme park world had ever seen. And I felt like if they didn't learn all that stuff about doing that and then indie and b- about doing that, then we would have never had Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's come to this. Um, but so I, I just felt like, yeah, I've seen this. I've seen evolution of the theme park play out right in my lifetime. Just for the fact for as long as I've been going to the parks, like this became this one, this became this. And now we've got this. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I saw Rise of the Resistance as the culmination, basically, of like 60 years of theme park design, basically going back to opening day, starting with the very simple dark rides that, you know, Bob Gurr and Aero Development worked on, and then leading into, like you said, Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean, putting all of the lessons that Disney learned into what I consider the, the crowning achievement of theme park attractions. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Now, back to his question. Mickey's Runaway Railway? How, how much did you do on that one? Yeah, I haven't ridden it yet um, because obviously I'm waiting for it to come over here. I did take a good long panoramic shot of the show building being built out there, and it is ginormous. And I, I guess I didn't have the scope and scale in mind, and I'm like, what is that? And I and I, I FaceTime Mark right away. I'm like, dude, look at this. And I'm like panning back and forth. The show building is huge. And I'm everything I'm hearing about that attraction is that it is w- amazing, like really good and really fun. And before being very meh about Toontown in general, I'm like... Uh, can we just blow that up? And and I've said it before. Can we just blow it up and like expand <laughs> Fantasyland and and do like yeah, cool yeah. things and get like a, a Beauty and the Beast castle? Can I get that? Like I, I I would love that. And then they said, Oh no, we're getting Mickey and Minnie. So I'm like, Why? And then now, but everything I'm hearing is like, No, it's worth it. Yes. Like it's really good. I've heard it. I'm that like, too. Okay, so now I'm like, Am I really gonna be that excited for to walk into Toontown? And I. You, yes, I think you I will be. Am. Yeah. So Nicholas, shed some light on that for us. Yeah. So um, I uh, I'm very very excited that it's coming out to out to California. When I was at Imagineering, I got to kind of dabble a little bit with both installations. So at the time, they were just sort of conceiving the idea of it coming to California, and so I got to kind of dabble. No, I didn't do a lot of real um, work that I could you know show you in the real world, but I got to kind of touch both attractions, but. I mean, what I can tell you is that in, in California, it's an entirely purpose-built building, mm-hmm. where in Florida, it was taking over the great movie ride. And so you have lots of design challenges when you are using an existing building that was designed for a different ride. Mm-hmm. And how do you fit mm-hmm. in a ride then? When you go to California, we're building an entirely new ride uh, in terms of it's a brand new building that is built for the attraction. Mm-hmm. And it's a different amount of, it's a different you know set of land. And so the ride, of course, has to be configured differently than it is in Florida. But it's, it's, it's a huge building. It's two football fields long. It's a half a football field wide. If you go on Google Maps, it's the entire length of the backside of Toontown. Yep. Um, it's, it's huge. You'll be going through the El Capitoon Theater. 
uh, or it's a play on El Capitan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some great concept art out there of that. And of course, um, in Hollywood Studios, they have the Chinese theater. And so they already had the sort of theater entrance that you would want there. And here they had to come up with a new theater. So I believe they're, they're repurposing one of the, the gag uh, gift shop in Toontown as I think that'll become the entrance marquee somewhere in that area, mm -hmm. I think. But, uh, you know, it's, it's due time that Mickey and Minnie had a starring attraction. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that 65 plus years later, and we still didn't have a you know a Mickey attraction. So yeah. it's 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 an amazing ride. That, um, from what I've seen, I haven't ridden it, of course. But the creative team that developed it was extremely passionate about doing this right and giving Mickey and Minnie the justice they deserved after needing something like this. It's it's charming. It has wonderful music. Um, it inspires or the uh, let me start that over. The art style of the attraction kind of mm -hmm. takes inspiration from the Mickey and Minnie shorts that you can see uh, out today. Um, and so they developed that in, co in coordination with Disney Animation to produce a lot of the effects of the ride. But it's uh, it's really charming. I, I really want to I really want to ride it. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, I mean, like I said, now I'm kind of like, well, OK, well, let's yeah. let's go. Yeah, we'll go in there really quick and come out. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll run right in. Get on that and then walk right back out. You know what though? Cartoon spin does not get as much love as it should. Don't you agree, Nicholas? <laughs> I yeah, it's it's a hidden gem back there. And I, I actually do wonder what's gonna happen to that. Uh, mm. you know, are they gonna are they gonna do something with that when Runaway Railway opens? You know, once that opens, are they gonna think about well, Roger Rabbit is not really a uh let's say a very timely brand anymore. People no. aren't like crazy about it anymore but no. i still think it's a, it's a hidden gem and i i i do really like writing it okay right yeah. on you know i i can't disagree about the quality of the attraction but the thing is i it, it's not enough to pull me over no it is really what it is it probably i would imagine it because it, it always falls off my radar oh yeah like uh no we're not going anywhere near there and then yeah. there's so many other things to do and roger rabbit's not even well i avoid that area in general because there's that and then there's small world i kind of just start doing a hard right out of there as i start flaring back to you know matterhorn and i'm like i'm going over there yeah 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 well honestly honestly what i'm most excited about for toontown itself is it, it just i think the whole land really needs a refresh and it, it's, it's felt tired for a long time and mm -hmm. i really hope that when they build this ride that they do take the time to maybe spruce up some of the rest of the land because when i was a kid I grew up going into the ball pit and the Chippendale treehouse slide. Yeah. And a lot of those things have been have been taken out, whether it's due to safety standards or other things. And so that land has really needed some sort of revitalization. And so I, I think it's a fantastic fit for the park. Yeah, I do too. Yep. And I'm actually glad that we're getting it too. Um, I, yeah, when I when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is what we're getting. Cool. I'm down with that. Um, any Anytime we get something new in Anaheim, I'm stoked, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, well, that means we'll have two trackless dark rides in the same park. So Oh, they, yes, we will. Yeah, we will. Same ride vehicles, Rise of the Resistance. So it's going to be very cool. Okay. And, and the time frame, 2023, is that what they're talking about? That's what I've been seeing. Yeah, I guess it got pushed out. Yeah. Because of the closures and everything. But yeah. 23 is what I've been seeing. Yeah. Okay. So two years. Less than two years, probably. Yeah. At mm -hmm. this point. Right on. Um, before we get into behind, behind the attractions, because I know I want to know how you started that. Are you going to get a uh, magic key? Well, so. Um, or I do lived you. In Las <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, or do you have enough connections within the, the, the company that you can just go? Um. That is one thing that helps right now. Certainly, yeah. I do have connections that can help me get in. Um, 
I'll say this. If I was still living in Los Angeles, and that's where I lived for about three years until this past spring, I, I would have bought one day one. Mm-hmm. Um, with the way the cost went up and the way the reservation system is going, I'm probably not going to get one until I move back to Los Angeles, um, assuming I do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at on that. Okay. I, I I'm not I'm not too keen on the whole reservation system idea because when I had a, for context I had an annual pass for a whole year when I was down there and I went 120 times mm-hmm. in that one and I lived 80 miles round trip and I still went 120 times yeah what was, I would have done that one of my yeah yeah one of my favorite parts of, of living in LA was and going to Disneyland was being able to choose on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock where I'm just going to decide. I'm going to Disneyland tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the whole being able to choose when I want to go is what I'm most excited about. I might, I might be able to still do that with the reservation system. Um, but uh, right now, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Well, yeah, yeah I, I will give you my two cents on that because um, um, we've talked about it before on the show about how we, we both, Mark and I, had the Flex Pass before. And you can, you learn. Um, I learned and we both learned how to like really navigate that whole reservation system because that was one of the things like, man, that, you know, how, how are they going to handle that? How's it going to work? How are people? And then we just through or more me because I was a madman going to the park every other month as much as I could, like catching a plane, catching a plane. I'm like, where are you going? Where do you think I'm going? <laughs> like I'd pack my bags. I called my mom and said, mom, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. Where are you going? I'm like, you know where I'm going. Oh, you're going to Anaheim? Yeah. You're going to Disneyland? Yeah. So I'm going to be there. Yeah. So I get your point, though, because, I mean, now the only person, the only the only key that works for that is a top end key. And mm-hmm. if you go to that blackout map, which I'm sure you've gone to look at, that is a <laughs> wide open map. And I'm like, well, if you're paying that kind of coin for it, man, you better be walking in. So, exactly. yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, you know, and then the, the thought also is that you go back to, um, you know, the, the flex pass, the believe key that that blackout map matches more with what I had with the flex. Yes, that does. It does. So that is why it's like pushing me. I'm like, okay, you know, we can gripe about AP holders. We've all been there, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, you, you get kind of used to it and then you get very familiar. Hey, hey, yeah. See, I have the same one. I have, I've got one one in my room too. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) and that's the thing. Yeah. We are not getting cards. Are we with the, with the, I know that thing is, yeah, you got to pay for it. I heard you had to you pay twenty five bucks for I a card. Hear you got to pay twenty five for a card. I'm like, nah. They're trying to. Push- and it's actually, it's not even a card. It's just one of those flimsy tickets. You don't even get a plastic thing. Are you oh, kidding? Piece- You're kidding nope. me. It's it's basically fast pass paper. No, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, how lame. They're trying to push digital. I get it, but come on, no. man. I we're okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most people who get creative and they 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 look for deeper meaning in different things, it's a tactile thing. I'm very like I, I you know yeah yeah I had a conversation this weekend with uh, a good friend and we're talking about that and how um, when you walk into lands and different things like she was telling me oh, I can't remember what she first thing she did is reach out and touch it you know she touched like this is where we are and we we're walking around and, and different things and and, and so I I, I, read it, I told her the story about the first day going into Galaxy's Edge and when Mark you know Mark was right next to me and he saw me I walked right to the bazaar the opening of the bazaar and the first thing I did is just like I reached out and I rubbed my hand on the wall you know and I kind of went you yeah. feel that yeah and I get like, it yeah. yeah and then you're like you know I for my card my AP I always carried in my lanyard it, it's right here in my lanyard that's why it's always around my neck but having that card I'm like 
don't call me old school, man. Just call me like I, I want to know that I have it. I like having that tactile. So that's really lame. When I saw that, I'm like, really, guys? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, come on, man. I, I get what you're doing. I understand there's a lot of rationale cost, mm-hmm. probably the main one. Mm-hmm. But still, man, like, like, don't forget us over here who like that kind of stuff. Don't leave. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a bet out there that they will, they'll probably get enough pushback like, hey, I want my card. And not only that, because now it becomes a memento. Mm-hmm. Like my AP card, like yep. the same thing with my yep. AP, my AP uh, card magnet. Those are not mementos. So I'm yeah. like, I love holding on to that. I'm like, there are people out here we love. I mean, I know a ton of crafty people, and they love doing stuff with that. So yeah, no, there's a sense of pride and a sense of ownership with with having this oh, having yeah. this card. So yeah. and the mag, I got I got three of the magnets over here. Yeah. You know, so I totally I know how you feel. Yeah. So I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look at that. You got one of those. Oh, either. you know, I, I'll tell you the story. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, we, uh, when when I went down, when I went down with, with uh, Jess, Jess down there, we were walking, and um, I picked one up. Uh, I forgot where I got mine, and then um, we went into Disney Home. Yeah, Disney Home and, and Downtown Disney, That's and cool then. We walked in, and then Jess was talking. I'm kind of walking around, and then she went to go buy something. And then as she's talking to the uh, the cast members in the shop, um, they're like, oh, you know, your your legacy pass holder. Yeah. She goes, oh, cool. And I'm like, here, have one. And then she goes, hey, can Udi have one too? Because he's one too. And, and then I'm like, I already had one, but I'm like, I'll take another one. And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, sure. And like, oh, and then like you guys been to the park, you know, one, you know, miss the park, blah, blah. And then she brought up our podcast. Oh yeah, no, we're podcasters. We love the show. We we, we love the park. We do a whole show on it. Like, oh, really? How long you guys been doing it? Now ah, we're about five years in now. Don't yeah, like, no I, way, really? Yeah, how amazing! Yeah. One hundred forty episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we're deep, and that's crazy to me. But anyway, um, and so like here have more we have a grip of them oh my god and then and then we've been giving away to to uh different uh of, of our more loyal and our well, patreon patreon supporters, our patreon yeah. supporters. Yeah. so we yeah. have them awesome I know. so we're giving them out like hey we know you're an ap holder we know that you lost it and if you haven't been in the park in a while we got you here so we're we're, we're, yeah. we're still waiting for a few other people to get their info but yeah we've got them and that was amazing so yeah that all adds to everything like that whole tactile experience and just making a memento out of it is is incredibly important it creates memories i mean uh my mom still has things from way back and and jess's family still has found an e-ticket book you know a, a ticket book oh no there you go see look even you <laughs> oh you, yeah see, there you go yeah see so you, how can you, you not love that how can you not love that's that? that's awesome dude yeah, that is great yeah, I have a bunch of those. Those are really special. Okay, um, so I was gonna say. Oh, so let's. Oh, you know what I was gonna say about the magic key. I think that we're still in a weird time. That they're trying to figure stuff out. Currently, the reservation business model works for them, but I think if we flash forward twelve months, we may not have a, a an all reservation system. You know. I, I maybe they do have one pass like the, they bring back the AP flex pass because that thing just showed up like overnight. Like where'd this thing come from? And it just right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and so I still think, you know, we, we're just kind of playing with it to see what what works, what sticks on the wall, what doesn't. So I think and again, this coming into next fall of 2022, we may not be having the same situation, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing that, that um, you can uh, appreciate um, Mr. Chapek for is efficiency. The yeah. man is about dollars and cents. And, and I posed a question a couple of weeks ago when we were live, you know, doing live. I'm like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people. I mean, we're all I'm critical. I've been critical of JPEG. Um, I well, think Marquez, I, I, you know, and, and anybody who Disney, you know, when you bring somebody in, you have Iger, you have different people. You're going to have that little bit of people like, oh, I love him. I hate him. But then, you know, the one thing, the rep I think he's gotten has been very like um, very um, financially you know, he pays attention to the to the the black and white, yeah. the the red and yes. the black, and 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 absolutely. So, so, but I'm thinking, you know, that that may not be such a bad idea. What's that, that may not be a bad thing for him, and especially when it comes to something like the magic keys, because I I I'm pretty sure he's they're going to come out and he's like, give me the numbers. I've worked for people like that, like show me the numbers. Like I don't care. Like we we'll handle. You know, guest satisfaction. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. We can handle all the all the all the surveys. We're going to do that. First thing I want to know is show me those numbers. So if the keys aren't working the way that they, whoever helped modify design aren't working, he's going to look at like, why isn't that one moving? Is it too high? Is it too low? Are we not offering enough? Do we need to offer more? And that whole thing will start cycling. So it, the up and down of it all is is very like it can be very confusing and frustrating, but. I think in this case, with him being there, this might work out better for everybody because I know some people need their goal. They're just going to raise everything. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I think yeah. he's he's going to be more of the guy's like, I want more money. Okay. That's fine. Business. That's his job. Yeah. How do we do that? Well, if you run it too high, you're pricing people out. If you run it too low, then they have that other bad spectrum that they're trying to avoid. Yeah. So what do we do? So I think... We go another six months, maybe a year down the road. We're going to see iterations start rolling through. But I, I bet so. you're going to get better and better yeah. and better. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So that, that, you know, for, for the love-hate thing with Chapek, I think we, I, I'm trying to be a little bit less critical of him and try to, like, open my mind to that side and go, like, you know, we may get some good stuff out of this guy that may be beneficial for. Oh, we will. For. The, the the fan and the average parkour. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I'll add to that is where I get more concerned about the, the penny pinching is when it comes to Imagineering and future capital budget for new attractions. If, if they start cutting costs on bigger attractions and guests start noticing, but it doesn't affect the bottom line, then they're going to start creating attractions at a lower quality. I agree. And save money. And so that's where it becomes a dangerous territory because mm-hmm. once you start going down that road, it is very hard to regain guest trust again. Yeah, very So very. I hope I hope that doesn't happen. No, and, and, and you know what? That is a very, very good point. Be- say, because, yeah, yeah because uh, the, the one thing that we, we are now coming out of the closures and everything the, the, there are that group of people out there who aren't us. And we, re- we recognize that we do not make up the bulk of the park guard. We mm-hmm. don't. So even though they want to cater to us because we are the loyal, we are, and then Disney, for being a huge corporation, I think does their best mm-hmm. at trying to keep us, you know, like we got to, you know, we got to pay attention to the loyalists. We got to pay attention for the people who got us here. We're not going to just kick them out the curb once we got yeah. big enough. But that is that balance of strike is, but we need to bring more people in, and though the majority of the people are the ones who are going to pay and, and make up a bottom line, right? So, yeah, that is a very valid concern, and, and this is where I kind of go hope where, where the roots and the core and the legacy of Walt 
will will guide and as if they do not stray from them and you can argue some people argue that they already have eh. um, but I think as long as they stay true to that I think we're gonna be okay but but it is something I think that most people like you and I will be the first ones to start throwing alarm bells up like yo 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 hey 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 hold 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 on <laughs> exactly you want to do what yeah and you're only gonna go do that uh, give me a break because right. yeah I mean we cannot play you cannot d- d- downplay or, or diminish Disney purposefully. If you do that, then you just become a regular old amusement park. Whoopee. Like, no, the, the heart, the soul, the magic yeah. is in those attributes that are almost intangible for some people. But, you know, we get it. We talk about it all the time. And like, hey, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah that is a big, huge difference. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. So, so how did you get involved with Behind the Attractions? Let's get to that. Yeah, so um, it's probably one of my proudest achievements is being part of that series. It was very surreal, amazing opportunity, let me tell you, to, to be on a, such a major streaming service as Disney+, Plus, but also to be credited as a theme park historian and, and respected and placed alongside so many other you know, yeah. Disney legends, mm-hmm. Joe Rohde, Bob Gurr, and all these people. And it's like, in some episodes I show up more than some of these legendary Imagineers and I'm like, this is a very weird thing, you know? So it actually, to, to the story of how I ended up being part of it goes back to Lost Parks of Northern California because after the Lost Parks of Northern California, Chris and I and a small other group of people, we developed a 72 minute documentary called The Legacy of Aero Development. Yeah, you know what, dude? Hold on for a second. That was one of my questions that I want to bring up. Um, <laughs> I have it written down here and you can see it, Legacy of Aero Development. Oh yeah, he's got it. Um, I guess this is about a good point as any, well, I'm, I want to put a pin on that cause I want to talk to you about that in a moment, but go on to what your story is. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, we'll get more into arrow in a little bit, but essentially arrow is responsible for a lot of major Disneyland attractions. And so they're very important to the history and should be given credit mm-hmm. for all the work that they did at Disneyland. And so we developed a documentary that told the arrow story, um, which is heavily involved with Disney. And uh, around the end of 2019, I think it was October 2019, uh, the production companies behind the show, which are the Nacelle Company and Seven Bucks Productions. And Seven Bucks Productions is Dwayne Johnson's, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's mm-hmm. production company. Mm-hmm. Did you get to meet he him? Is, I, I wish I had, sadly did not. Um, oh. He's the one who actually came up with the concept for the show, actually, because he had seen um, other shows produced by the Nacelle Company on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us, and the movies that made us, great which shows. are the same. Yeah, I had seen them. They're really great quirky editing style, similar to Behind the Attraction. Mm-hmm. And so Dwayne Johnson had the idea of, why don't we do a show like that called uh, about Disney attractions? So anyways, I saw the public announcement about the show. And so Chris Roberry and I and uh, Robert Engel, the three of us are kind of the three behind that. We decided to send both production companies a DVD of Legacy of Arrow in the hopes that they would try to include that story in their series um one of the one of them never came back to us but the other one not only got back to us but they watched the film they saw what we were trying to do and they wanted to include that as part of the disney story and Mm -hmm. so they they they, uh we were in email discussions for a while and then uh, it turned out they really were serious about it and so in february of 2020 about a month for you know before the world changed i was interviewed uh in front of a green screen in burbank for about three hours uh, about half of the interview was talking about the documentary and talking about Arrow's connection to the industry. But yeah. as you both know, I'm a major Disney fan in general, <laughs> and they they figured that out pretty quickly. <laughs> and so once we got like the historian stuff out of the way, they're like, 
could you riff, you know, on Space Mountain or could you riff on the Haunted Mansion and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and all these different attractions? So the second two hours of my interview were just was just nerding out and geeking out about the technology, the engineering behind all of my favorite attractions. And so it was a very um, amazing experience. And then the series was delayed quite a bit because of uh, everything that happened. Um, and then, of course, it's out now. And uh, yeah. I'm in four. I'm in four of the ten episodes, which oh, is like I guess still got to finish itself. Yeah. <laughs> Are there more coming out that you know of, or just those ten for now? So it's just it's just those ten, um, and I found out that I was in them just like all of you, and we all sat down and watched it together. No that's way! Wow. I, I didn't know if I was, you know, if I had made it off the cutting room floor or not until I was watching it a few weeks ago. I was like, wow. They, that is awesome, dude. Thought I said something good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was. I saw that. I go. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> that guy's gonna be in the show. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Don Ballard is a friend of ours, and um, we've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah. 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 Just that's funny you mentioned because I was just before we were talking watching the Disneyland Hotel episode. Yes. So mm-hmm. Yes. He uh, he was featured prominently in that, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he should. I mean, he's like one of the few that know all that stuff. Um, so dude, congratulations on being part yeah, of that. I was still for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I will mention, um, of all the episodes that I'm in, what I was most proud about was the small world episode. I was just because watching it. Yeah. of the four episodes, they actually mention arrow development by name. Yes. Okay. So I'm a Northern California guy. Um, no mountain view very, very well. Um, and I have been, I love history. I love Disneyland history. Um, and I've been preaching this. We've been 130, this 138 episode. I don't know what this is going to be, 138 or 139. It's going to be one of those. Um, even from the get-go, I've been talking about Arrow and its importance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of it, 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 how it became so important to Disneyland. People just don't get it. They just think that Walt Disney built these things in his backyard, Right. So I wonder if you could expand on a little bit, because our listeners like this kind of stuff, too. If you could just talk about briefly its role in Disneyland stuff, what was important for them and, and how it really helped Disneyland. Then also talk about how Disney helped Arrow towards the end. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it goes both ways. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you I'm glad you pointed out that most people think that Disney built everything. And, and, and publicly, that's kind of how they often show off um, how they are. But that's what that's what was so great about them mentioning Arrow and behind the attraction was it's the first time in like modern history that they've given credit to everything that company did. And mm-hmm. so what that company did is is pretty monumental when you look at what opened with Disneyland and how many of those attractions were designed by Arrow. So yeah. for a bit of context, Arrow development started in, in the mid-1940s in Mountain View. This is before Silicon Valley was even a thing because um, most people who are listening will definitely know what Silicon Valley is. Yeah. Uh, and Arrow was headquartered in the Silicon Valley area for a little over 35 years, give or take. They moved to Utah after that. But um, in the early 50s, they caught the attention of Walt Disney. They heard he was building a little you know, a little theme park in Anaheim. Yeah, right. And they, right. Were, they were trying to pitch to him uh, one of uh, Arrow's attractions. They tried to pitch to him an antique auto kind of car ride. Mm. Um, and so... What they ended up building was a lot of the original dark ride systems for Disneyland. So we'll see if I can rattle off a lot of them. Okay. Um, but they did they did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. They did Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Casey Jr. Circus Train, Snow White's Scary Adventures. Um, and then later on, they did, of course, uh, Adventures Through Inner Space in Tomorrowland. They did the Flying Saucers, which was the very short-lived yeah. um, ride 
uh, in Tomorrowland, of course. The new version was also short-lived, ironically, in California Adventure, so <laughs> yeah. I guess that concept maybe is flawed, but Arrow <laughs> did that. Uh, Arrow was involved in the submarine voyage. They were involved in developing Omnimovers uh, for the Haunted Mansion. Uh, most importantly, though, would be the Matterhorn bobsleds, which was not only Arrow's first roller coaster, but it was the first tubular steel roller coaster. And anybody who rides a traditional coaster today, you'll see two pipes that wheels are rolling on. They're tubes. Mm -hmm. And Arrow, you know, revolutionized that concept for roller coasters. And of course, you look how mainstream that alone is in this world. Yeah. Uh, and there's others. They, you know, they did Pirates of the Caribbean. We talked about Pirates of the Caribbean earlier and how important and how revolutionary that was in the late 1960s. Mm -hmm. And that was an evolution of It's a Small World, where there was a boat ride with no drops, but now Pirates of the Caribbean is a boat ride with drops. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you can say, as you can as you can see just from that short list, they had a huge impact in the first decades, two decades of Disneyland. Yes, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm so glad you're like confirming my uh, theories on all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then. Um, once they got, once Disneyland started getting going, then Arrow fell into financial trouble, right? And then Walt Disney did something to help them out? Yeah, so Arrow, if you look at the long-term history of Arrow, there's a lot of ups and downs, which is ironic for a roller coaster company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes for a really great documentary story, though, let me tell you, because mm -hmm. there's lots of ups and downs that have lots of highs and lots of lows. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Disney, um, you know, Arrow was going to do anything they could to be part of a Walt Disney project. And so being able to work on all the opening day rides at Disneyland, they were going to do it, even if that meant losing money. And so that's kind of what ended up happening. They lost money on every opening day attraction that they worked on. But Walt being the man that he was, he respected anybody who gave them the time of day and, and really saw, had the same vision. You know, Arrow had the same vision that Disney wanted. They knew what each other wanted. And so... Uh, Walt didn't want his business partner to go away. And so he ended up around 1960, give or take, he bought a, a third of the company, to a third of Arrow, to keep them afloat and keep that sort of machine going so that they could continue working on Disney projects. And they continued to work with Disney until the opening of Disney World, at which point uh, Disney had their own sort of in-house, uh, the central shops, as they called it in Florida. They sort of parted ways at that point. But, I mean, without uh, Arrow... Uh, the first 16 years of Disneyland attractions, you know, almost every ride we love would not exist. So they're very, very important. Dude, mm -hmm. that is so awesome. Um, and it's kind of cool. Uh, it seemed like for me growing up in Northern California, like Marriott's Great America and um, Frontier Village seemed to be like these testing, real life testing areas for Arrow. Does that seem right to you? Well, yeah, so Frontier Village especially because uh, in the mid-'70s, Rio Grande Industries, which is a railroad company that doesn't exist anymore, yeah. they bought they bought Aero Development. Well, what did they also own? They also owned Frontier Village. Oh, and yeah. so okay. that connection certainly literally became, you know, if they had that partnership had lasted longer, Frontier Village could have been this huge testing grounds. Yes, certainly. yeah. Yeah, could have been amazing. Now, the one roller coaster they had there, that Apache Whirlwind, that was not Arrow, or, or was it Arrow? It was not Arrow, but it was uh, it was during when we produced the Frontier Village episode of Lost Parks. Uh -huh. That was that's when we first learned a little bit more about Arrow, and that's when we decided to spin off into our own okay. full fledged documentary because okay. of Frontier Village. Okay, right on. I love that story. I love it so much. You you're good. Yeah, I'm cracking my neck. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Too much history. Too much history. Ah, no, no, no. I, I love this stuff too. I'm not quite like Mark as knowledgeable no. as Mark, but I, I love. I'm, I'm a history guy as general, uh, general rule. I, anytime I, I go into a new area, new anything, I like to know um, where it came from. I'm, I'm a big guy. Like you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you came from. So the more I know from behind me, the more I can look and go like, this is where we are now. Like a, like a map of anything. Like you are here, so we're going there. So yeah, I love this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Nicholas, arrow, I, you, you, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, you go ahead and say that, man. I was just gonna say one of the reasons the arrow story was so important is it was one of those diamond in the rough stories that nobody really knew about it, never been told in full, and they were so critical to why we even enjoy theme parks today. I mean, I didn't get into it, but they invented the corkscrew and they invented the log flume. And I mean, yeah. these are quintessential theme park inventions that I mean, I don't, I can't imagine the industry without them. So. Um, yeah, and of course, being in the, from the Bay Area, I had a very good, you know nice personal connection to wanting to tell that story. Too, uh, d- so. Yeah, I, I'm so thankful that you that you three got that right and got it together. I wish there was more. I was like, oh, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna geek out real quick, Nicholas, and I'm gonna throw this wild, crazy question at you, and I want you to answer it as best as you can. And this is me being a geek about stuff. Okay, so Matterhorn bobsleds, my my, probably my second favorite attraction in the world. I think John Cruise is my favorite, and Matterhorn is my second favorite, just for the memory. Well, we all know people go, oh, I don't want to go on that because it hurts my back. It it, it, it hurts, you know, I just feel like it was just, it's way too bumpy. And there's always this rumor about, oh, they're going to redo it, and they're going to redo the tracks. Now, let me ask you this. And you might be the only one to answer this question correctly. Uh, there's actually, there's no right, there's no right or wrong answer, but it's a theory. I'm going to run it to you. If you were to if you were to redo the tracks, could you? And and how much of a difference would it make if you used the same technology that's on Railblazer? Ah, okay. So convert it into like a single rail, a single hyper. rail coaster going down the icy caverns of the of the Matterhorn bobsleds yes that would be one wild ride <laughs> but <laughs> but don't you think they could do what they wanted to do with that yeah so i mean at this point all of the track at least once or twice maybe even more i couldn't tell you how many times all the track in the matterhorn has been replaced at this point over the amount of years it's been open the issue with the uh, with matterhorn is the layout of the track <laughs> you can't fix uh crude roller coaster design and so the way to fix the matterhorn is to really redesign that track layout in a way that is not rough and 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 rowdy and and using a track design such as rocky mountain construction's single rail track design which could have really tight turns and has really tight trains that could make for a really uh unique experience it would certainly fix the the bumpiness part for sure yeah just it'd be a lot more it'd be a lot more ergonomic <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I was just working on that theory thinking because they're able to do whatever they want with that single trail i mean that single rail bend it twist it whatever yeah right on any questions you have no i'm soaking it all in <laughs> okay because <laughs> no, you get you two it, are yeah you two far are far more advanced with the history than i am yeah oh that's okay it's all it's all good it's um, all good we're, 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 we're the teachers. That's why you're there. You go. I'm yeah. like classes in session. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, That's so cool. we're gonna we're gonna have some general. Should we do the randomizer with him or no? Yeah, why not? Okay, so we, okay, well, there's two things. Oh we're no, gonna, no, he would be great to do a randomizer with. 
Okay. We need to do that. Okay. Well, there's, now I need to. I'm yeah. curious now. Okay. There's there's two things we're gonna do be, be, before we let you go because I know times of um it's important. But uh, we're gonna do the randomizer. Then we're gonna ask you our standard issue of questions. Yep. We always ask every interview. Every interview. Yeah. So. Yeah, let me flip this off real quick and see if I can get the randomizer up and running. You can still see us, right? Uh, I see your initials. Okay. Okay. So what the randomizer is, is um, we pick, I have a, a list of every attraction at Disneyland and DCA. And um, the top three of them, we, we get to keep one. We get to uh, replace one. No, no, no. What, what a minute. No, keep one, get rid of one. And then modify one. And modify and, and one. And if you're going to modify it, you have to give what your modification would be. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. We, we, we throw this curve at people all the time. It's great. So, and sometimes, okay. So, here we go. So, the top three attractions that came up on the randomizer are Goofy Sky School, Storybook Land Canal Boats, and Astro Orbiter. Well, uh, do you want to do that? Yeah, do redo that one. Oh, come on, Nicholas would like. Oh, that. I have I have answers for those all three. Okay, already. well then we'll go for it. All right, go well, for it. Well, okay, we might do two of these then since they're so fast. Okay, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So we've got Goofy Sky School, Storybook Land Canal Boats, and Astro Orbiter. All right. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Before you even did the randomizer, the first ride I thought it was Sky School. So this is like <laughs> pretty, ironic. It's pretty ironic. It's pretty ironic that you said that. Okay, so that one. Of uh, those three, keep, get rid of, or modify, I would get rid of that one. Um, to me, that's just harkens back to the original vision of Disney's California Adventure Park, which was, you know, kind of a hit or miss sort of original concept. And having a wild mouse coaster like that is just, it feels cheap to me. They added theming to it and they tried to make it a Disney ride, but you can find that at Six Flags. You can find mm-hmm. that at, at your fair. And it's just, it's never felt like, the quality Disney experience that I want. Um, and so I've thought the only way to get fix that is to get rid of it. Yep. I agree. Okay. I'm with you on that one. I'll, I'll chime in. I'll get rid of that one too. All right. Good. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll start, go down tomorrow morning with some shovels and we'll, uh, yeah, they go. go. I, I like, <laughs> I'll blow. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. I can, I can drive uh, heavy equipment. I okay. Can, well, well, but Nicholas, part of the other, but part of the game is you got to come up with the other two. So which one? Right. So, which so for Astro Orbiter, so for Astro Orbiter, I always thought that that should be on top of the old rocket rod station, like it used to be. We're both doing why, this. Why? <laughs> why are we putting it in front of the entrance of the land when you're blocking the view into Tomorrowland? It never should have been put there in 1998 when they redid Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. It deserves to be on top, like it is in Florida and like it used to be. That's yeah. where it used to be. Okay, we're on point. We're on I agree point. completely. Got rid of the French fries, but it didn't really make it that much better. Oh, okay, so 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 then by process of elimination, you're going to keep Storybook Canal Boats. It's it's one of my favorite rides. It's it's you know not quite an opening day. It opened, I think, or maybe it was opening day. I think it might have been. Maybe have opened. I did not. Casey Jr. actually wasn't an opening day one for reference. Casey Jr. opened like three weeks later or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Either way, it's such a classic, original, vintage ride to me. And the, the queue is such a narrow, like 1955 queue. You know, it's such a very tight squeeze. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very charming ride. I'd love it at night. Um, oh. I would. I would be so sad to see that touched in any way. It's like, don't. Don't, I, don't, don't anything. So I know. I we were talking with Sam Carter. You, you may have no, you may know who that guy is. Um, good friend of the show. And uh, he, um, 
did a really good artist concept, his own concept of Fantasyland, and he took it out. And we held that guy to task. My Sam, you can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. But you know, he made, I can't. He, I can't argue, Sam. He made a good argument, but I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If they do any, if they do anything to it, I'll just add that you know, like they've been doing the little additions to Peter Pan and Snow White, the little modern upgrades and touches. If they did something like that, maybe to the cave in the back where you go, you know, where Aladdin is and mm-hmm, the little mm-hmm. the lamp is, I'd be okay if they did something like that, but. Anything more, I'd be like, oh, no. You're, you're yeah, I know, right? right? What are you doing here? Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so we're going to do Brandomizer again. Um, did you want to add to that? No, I think we're on the same page yeah, with that we're one. All, we all agree. Okay. Uh, well, plus, plus, I will add that my cousin proposed to his wife on the canal boats with when I was there. So oh, well, it's, yeah. it's pretty yeah, special, personally, too. <laughs> um, Jay Bratton did that, too. He, he pr- did. Oh, he proposed he his did, wife yeah. on that. So we've got Mark Twain Riverboat, Grizzly River Run, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Is that good for you, Woody? Should I do oh it? Oh, my Lord. Say it again. The next three are Mark Twain Riverboat, Grizzly River Run, Ooh. and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll go with that one. That's that, one. A, that is a tough one. Ooh. Nicholas, you need to lead us off with this. Shoot. Mark okay. Twain Riverboat. Um, Grizzly River Run, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, wow. We have to keep one, ditch one, and improve one. Let's do this. Oh, man. I know, right? This is suddenly, this is suddenly really difficult. Okay. Um, <laughs> what can, Why aren't what you I laughing start? now? Yeah. See, <laughs> see, the other one was There's too no... easy for you, and the randomizer got you. Like, no, nah, no, nah, he's laughing at me right now. I'm going to get you right now. That's what, oh, this is what happened right oh. now. God, one of those is opening dates. Uh, uh, <laughs> shoot. Um, oh, man. Um, okay, I'm going to start with Big Thunder Mountain. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I <laughs> am not going to start with Big Thunder Mountain. I'm going to start with Grizzly River Run. Okay. And... I am going to say remove it. Yep. I can And yeah. as much as I really like Rapids rides and as much as I think they did a great job with it, it's one of the rides I ride the least. Um, and I think it could be replaced with a fun family-style roller coaster that maybe has forward and reverse launches that maybe goes up through the mountains and through some tunnels and stuff. I think you could do something cool with that space and not have such a big loss. Mm-hmm. No, I so, concur. Yeah, I concur. I concur. I concur. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a fun thing, but it, would I would I be sad if it magically went away? Like, no. I love the Mountain Peak. Oh, I love the theming there, dude. That, right? that is amazing. But, yeah, I mean, looking at the options is only really the only reason why I'm saying it, because look at the other options we have. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to get rid of either of those. There's no way. No way. It's a victim of being on this list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. I think that was the hardest one out of the way because <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain, I would definitely, I think the modifications that they did on that third lift hill in the tunnel with the explosions and then, of course, redoing the entire track, I think, seven years ago. To me, it's perfect. I don't think they could really do anything more to it, and I don't want them to do anything more to it. Uh, so I, that one is that one's great. Keep it. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. Okay. Mark Twain, um, 
I didn't really, I, I really did not want to remove that because it's again, it's one of those opening day of Disneyland. It's in the opening day broadcast when you see the people getting on it. And there's that story where it like almost sunk because there were too many people like yeah. on it. Yeah. But I've always thought that it would be cool if they incorporated some sort of table dining restaurant on that. So you could basically do a dinner cruise on the rivers of America. Ugh. Dude, speak my language. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you on everything. Um, but I know back in the day they used to sell mint juleps out on the Mark Twain. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and and that sounds like such an enchanting night. Um, but um, I, I think, oh, my gosh, a dinner package, something on the Mark Twain. And, and think I'm, about this. You could, you could go crazy and somehow incorporate – a small group of people into the show of Fantasmic. When the riverboat comes, you get to be part of throwing the streamers along the side of the riverboat at the finale of Fantasmic after your dinner. Dude, I love that. You should work at Walt <laughs> Disney Imagineering. <laughs> well, maybe I'll end up back there someday. You know, maybe they'll remember they, what mistake they made and they'll, uh, they'll take yeah. it back. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, I love that. I, I, I love that idea. I remember a couple years ago, we were talking about an idea about doing like the Big Thunder Ranch barbecue on Tom Sawyer's Island. Um, where you could just eat out there because I miss that thing so much. Yeah. Not as much as the Skyway, but as my, I do miss it a lot. Um, but that's a good – do you agree with his, his mm -hmm. stuff? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yep. All right. The random uh, one thing I want to interject about that because it's, it's something I really feel strongly about. I think Disney should really focus on doing more upcharge special experiences in the parks like that rather than – you know, if you look at the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, which is it's probably going to be an amazing thing. It's just it's something that most people won't be able to do ever. <laughs> yeah, probably ever. And it's if so you will, expensive. you'll get to do it once. Yeah. And so yeah. I think if they focus on dessert parties and dining packages and these special, maybe do some cool escape room thing. I don't know. You could do all kinds of interesting things. But I think focusing on smaller scale stuff like that would be a lot better for the guest at large rather than these bigger things that most people can't do. So that's why I think like. Something on the Mark Twain like that would be a lot of fun because I know I would go crazy for something like that. I would too. I mean, I I could see myself spending upwards of a hundred bucks for that, yeah, yeah. For, for dinner and yeah. Oh my gosh, maybe get a special pin or something. <laughs> I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, we can dream. Popcorn yeah. bucket. Yeah, know, a popcorn bucket. Awesome. Thank you for being a good sport with that stuff. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get to our Disneyland questions. Uh, we ask all our guests this. Um, and it's always, it's always a lot of fun. There's no, of course, there's no wrong answers. We just kind of see where, you're, where you are and, and, and what you do. Okay. So the first question, softball, what is your favorite, what is your most essential Disneyland attraction or plural? I, like. Oh, essential. I like that choice of word instead of mm. favorite because it would be a different answer if you had said favorite. But essential for me would be Indiana Jones Adventure, hands down. Essential. Okay, so you're basically saying if that thing's dark, if that thing's one on one, you're gonna be pissed off, right? I would be very disappointed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Space Mountain is pretty close for reference. Nothing is better than any ride score than the Michael Giacchino score on Space Mountain. That thing is like perfection oh. to me. So that would be like a very close, like up there too. It's better than. Wait a minute. You're saying that's better than Dick Dale? I never rode it with Dick Dale firsthand. I've heard the music, but not firsthand, so okay. I have no connection. For, so okay, it, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so Indiana Jones, that's the most essential. And why is that? I'm just curious. It's just, 
it's a quintessential Disney attraction to me, and it's just it's just out of control, but it's in control because it's obviously a safe attraction. But it's like it's engineered terror at its best, and it's just you know we never learn. We always look into the eye of the idol, and then we go into the temple, and everything goes wrong. Someday we'll maybe not do that, but it's yeah. it's just it's, you know out of control. You're flying all over the place, and you feel like you're in the story and you're right in the action and that's uh not a lot of rides are like that in the action and that's, that's true really magic really magical rise of the, Res- the rise of the resistance is like that yeah it definitely is that well i think you know you, yes. you look at you look at indie the one thing about indie though i i want it back to opening day because it isn't there for as great as that is we were just they, talking about this the other day yeah we were um and there <laughs> we were our, our our previous episode our guest from our previous episode we were talking about this yeah uh and the one thing that that indie for again how great as that is it in my opinion we it has lost a touch and 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 if they they elevate that back to where it was that would just um you know that would elevate the right for me it's already a, a top five like i i ride that pretty much in hard left to indie i go like rope drop indie yeah let's go. yeah yeah so I get that, but you know, I also I also have that that you know mind's eye going. You know, remember when this was a little bit different? That was a yeah. little different, and just the little tiny touch for as fantastic as that attraction is, I'm like elevated back. Can we go back to there because that would be that would, I think that would blow a lot of people away mm-hmm. at how much better. Because again, we, we we're talking about how we we could you know people who love the park can look at the history and, and the evolution and everything and like. If you guys understood what was going on and if we could regain the cue of Indy back to where it was, you could see so much of like, look at the cue over here. Look at all the interactive yeah. interactive cues and all these different things. Mm-hmm. This is where it kind yeah. of started. So, yeah. yeah. But, I, but yeah, that, that is still a great answer because it's one of my essentials, too. So, I'm like, yeah, I got you on that yep. one. Yeah. I feel it. And if you ask, go, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. No, I feel you guys on that. And I, whoever, usually I'm with my daughters coming off of that attraction or the Udi, but... I, one of my favorite parks, parts of the whole park, um, just in terms of theming, is when you're coming out of the temple. When you when you just when you're coming off of the, uh, um, um, uh, sorry, when you're walking through the temple, and the jungle cruise is on your right hand side, and you're under the canopy of trees. I, to me, that is some of the best theming that I've ever been in my life. I'm thinking we're not in Anaheim, and I always stop. I go, girls, girls. No, we want to go get this and this. I go, no, just stop for a second and just appreciate what people have done here to make you, but they don't care. I care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love it. So what were you going to say, sir? That's a good question. (laughs) I was so so interested in what you were saying, I forgot. It's all good. Okay. Oh, oh, actually, I remember now. I remember now. Let me me put a second to pause here. my answer to that question would be different tomorrow if you asked me. It would also be different, like, if you said, what's your essential daytime Disney attraction, your essential nighttime Disney attraction? Because that's a very different wait Well, you just, you wait just wait a minute, it. Nicholas, because that could be coming it. up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but before okay. that, um, where's your favorite place to eat in the park, and what is your favorite snack? Oh, uh, okay. So I love Rancho Del Club. Oh, dude, uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> this guy will eat there for lunch and dinner every day. If they had, breakfast. Oh, I would do. I, I would do that. I would do all three too, man. Yeah, I, if they had <laughs> breakfast, I'll like walk by. I'm like open already. Okay, what do you what do you get there, Nicholas? 
Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, um, I, I get the burritos occasionally, but almost every time I get the, I just get the enchiladas, um, and it's the one with... <laughs> <laughs> this guy... You guys and often are, with the carne often with the carne asada, so I get the kind of the more upscale version. Yeah, is that where you get the carne asada? No, I don't get the carne asada because I just love the the, the cheese, the enchilada, and the red sauce. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. They, and I love going there at night, sitting by Big Thunder Mountain, so that I can watch everybody riding around. Okay, I, I hold, do that. Hold, hold hold that thought. What what is your favorite favorite snack? Yeah, so favorite snacks. So I actually typically don't have a lot of snacks when I'm there, um, but one of my favorite snacks that I've had there, it was a seasonal snack, but um, during Halloween a few years ago, they had this uh, churro at California Adventure that had like lots of bat sprinkles on it oh. and it had this really awesome cream cheese frosting oh. dipping sauce. For okay. it. it was like sugar overload that this was like insane that I yeah. it was amazing, but I like, guess more traditional snack. I just really love the pretzels and the cheese dip. Like that's a simple thing, but yeah. I really like that. So. Good answer. Love that answer. Um, I love churros. I I, ne- I always kind of shy away from the fancy ones, but um, now that you're saying that, I might might try that if they have something like that. Yeah, share okay. it with somebody. It won't be as, won't be as bad. Okay, <laughs> right on. Okay, the next question is: Disneyland better at day or at night? And if it's at night, where do you like to be when it's dark? Okay, so most of the visits that I went when I lived in L.A. was I would go on weeknights after work. And so I I love the magic of Disneyland at night Mm -hmm. way more than during the day. And there's nothing better to me than riding Big Thunder Mountain at night when the fireworks Mm. are going off. Or for that same comparison, riding the Matterhorn at night with the fireworks going off. Both those are very special experiences. Okay. Very good answer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of our one of our logos is it's better at night. It's better at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our tagline. <laughs> yeah. That's our tagline cool. for one of our stickers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if you were gonna take a guest that hadn't been to Disneyland before, um, and you wanted to show them about Disneyland, what attraction or what themed area would you say this is the thing that most that most um, captures what Walt was trying to do with Disneyland. I'd go straight through the castle into Fantasyland. That that to me is when I think of Disney, I think of animation. I think of the world of fantasy and all of the Disney princesses like Cinderella and Snow White. And I think of Fantasyland when I think of Walt Disney first. And I think of all of the rides. There's, this is probably the line with the most attractions. Think about it. There's all the dark rides, and then they have Dumbo and Casey Jr. But there's something that's just very quintessential Disney about that whole part of the land that um, that's where I would, you know. And plus, going through the castle as like your first sort of thing, it's nothing that I typically would do as a, as a frequent traveler. But yeah. taking somebody for the first time, that would be uh, something I would like to take them through as their first experience. Awesome answer, dude. We, we get so many different answers for that. And everyone is so, like, uniquely cool. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Um, so very good answer on that. Um, okay, so besides Rise of the Resistance, um, what attraction would you have liked to have been there on opening day for? Oh, boy. Wow. Um, hmm. <sighs> <laughs> That's a tough one. There are so many good choices. Well, we only so ask many. the tough questions here, Nicholas. Yeah, well, it's good to get me thinking here. Oh, man. 
Well, there's no right or wrong answer because there's so many that I could pick from. But if I had to pick one for the historic personal connection I have, it would probably be the Matterhorn bobsleds. <sighs> to, have, to have been there at the opening of what would, of course, at that time wasn't something that people maybe thought was iconic and historically significant. But to know what that is, what that means to people today, mm-hmm. I think being able to have said that I was there and been there, you know, boots on the ground day one when that was the only one in the world. I yeah. think that would have really special experience ceremony or not just being there at a mm-hmm. revolutionary time like that would have been a, a very momentous occasion. And that was not just the Matterhorn's opening day. Is that correct, Nicholas? That's correct. In fact, it was the submarine voyage, the Matterhorn and the monorail system. So yes. It was a very important day, June 14th, 1959. It Look at this guy. Very important day. <laughs> Yeah, very important day in Disneyland history. Um, so very good answer because you because you get three opening day or three opening sorry three attractions opening on the same day. Um, now they could not get away with that stuff today in California, huh? It's crazy when you think about how long the attraction cycle for a ride is. Today. It's like it's about the average of five years to build something, and then you look at some of the rides back then were built, you know, like not overnight, but like Small World. I think its timeline was like nine months or something like that. Which yeah, is insane to yes. think about. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Okay, last last question. Easy. Do you, do you collect anything? <laughs> I mean, as far as Disneyland goes. As far as Disneyland goes, so I, in general, I have collected amusement park memorabilia for about 15 years now. Okay. Um, that was when I discovered eBay, and then my, my dad showed me how to use eBay, and then I just went crazy. But yeah. um, I collect a lot of different park stuff, but I do have a lot of Disney stuff. I have a lot of old uh, e-ticket books. I have a lot of the old guides to Disneyland. I have one from 1957, I believe, one of the old guidebooks. Oh, okay. Um, I have a lot of old glassware from Disneyland. I have a lot of 1964-65 New York World Fair stuff, which, of course, Disney had their Small World connection and uh, Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln, all that stuff. Um, It's just a whole potpourri. I have so I have so much. Pretty much anything that's on my walls or on a shelf that's visible is, is theme park related in some way. Dude, that Disney is awesome. Not. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's great, dude. All right. Um, well, we want to keep you any bit longer because I know this interview has been going long. Um, I appreciate you hanging out with us. Oh, yeah. Um, and, dude, I would love to go to the park with you sometime or just to walk around and talk about stuff and do a couple attractions and have some enchiladas or whatever we're going to do. Um, oh man. That would get be hungry. Just thinking about it. That'd be I awesome. Know. Man. Yeah. I would love to do that. <laughs> if we could somehow arrange that. Yeah. That would be fantastic. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. So where can people find out more about you, sir? Yeah. So, um, the best way. So I, as, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm an enthusiast of the industry, but I'm also professionally, my career is in the industry. And so really the best way you can connect with me is you can find me on social media under my name, um, Nicholas Laskowitz. You can also just look me up on LinkedIn, especially if you're interested in working in the industry. I mentor lots of people who are younger than me who want to work in this industry. And so I'd love to talk with people about how you get into this industry, why I love it, why it's fun to be in. Um, and then if you want to see any of my documentaries, um, I do everything under the banner of the American Coaster Enthusiasts. Hmm. So you can go to YouTube, look us up. And then lastly, Legacy of Arrow, which we've talked about a bunch in this uh, discussion. Yeah. Just go to LegacyofArrow.com and you can uh, get a direct link to watch the film there. And uh, yeah, love to hear what you think. What, uh, what'd you think? It's, it's, it was a labor of love. So yes, that's dude. where you can find me. 
Awesome, dude. And listeners, if you want to check him out on Disney Plus, you can do that on Behind the Attractions. He's on uh, 40% of the ones that are there out right now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And Megan, hold on. Let me see if I can do it real quick. It's a Small World, Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain. Those are the three I know for sure. Uh, yeah, Small World, Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain. Yes. What is the fo- Oh, Star Tours. No. no. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Okay, hold on. Not. You said four. Okay. No. Hold on. Not. Those are the three. I that haven't seen the. I haven't seen the tenth one yet. Um. That's the Great Hall President. Yeah, I haven't watched all of them. Okay, so. So maybe he, that's why. Oh, wait a minute. It's He's, in the first wave. It's in the first wave. Okay. 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 The, okay, the okay. first wave. Hold on for a second now. Oh, Jungle Cruise. No, not that one. The other one. The only other one in the first <laughs> wave. Now that you have left. Now I'm just going to bring in my app and look at it. No, don't. One. Do not cheat. I'm okay. going to cheat. So the first, we, no, we, we said Haunted Mansion, Space small, Mountain. Small Space world. Mountain. Small so one, world. And small world. But small yeah. world was the, was the second wave. So no, the first wave was. Um, I'm realizing now I haven't watched them all. You need to watch these. <laughs> okay. So the first wave was Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Jungle Cruise. Um, Star Tours was yes, in there. And, what was and, the last one? Oh my gosh! Um, it's a big ride. It's it Matterhorn. No, it not, not the Matterhorn. Did yet. it cover Matterhorn? So no, not, not yet. Space, it's, it's in the Space Mountain episode, but well, so. yeah, Space. Uh, wait a minute. Um, what is the it's big? Very tall. It's a very tall ride. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Terror. Terror, Terror. Terror. I okay, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I, I I made it through Small World because I'm not a fan of that track. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's the one I remember the Tower most. Tower of Terror. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's very brief. It's the one I'm in the least, but I'm in like a single shot in that one, saying a word. A word. <laughs> but, but it counts. I'm in it. I'm, I'm taking it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. All right, so listen to scope. So go listen to those. Watch the whole series, but specifically watch those four. If you haven't done it yet, because it's fa- it's fascinating and it's great when cool people have cool things happen to them, and I'm so happy for for you and yeah, everything that you've cool. done, dude. Thanks, guys. Yeah, of course, of course. So, uh, dude, let's chat again sometime um, whenever you get a chance, and whenever you're not busy. Absolutely. Okay, and then hopefully we see you in the parks. We'll arrange something, and uh, hopefully we can meet up sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for having me on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. I always love talking to. Uh, theme parks with, uh, with anybody. So this was a blast. Thank you. Awesome, yeah, dude. No, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right, dude. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you. All right. So that was a really good talk with Nicholas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, one of those guys that now I'm excited to learn more about him and, and go to the park and, and uh, you know, just continue on with this uh, Disneyland family we've got going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think... Uh, we, we say it all the time, I say it all the time, and, and, and the, the LTB family, um, we, we are all bounded together by uh, our love of the park and mm-hmm. history of Walt and what it means to us. So here's, here's a guy uh, that, you know, through a chance, you know, like, hey, you want to talk? You know, it sounds like, you know, it'd be a fun conversation. And we, we get him on here. And I mean, look at the, look at the talk. I mean, what a fun, yeah. just a good time. And, and, and so I'm just going to go on this little tiny thing real quick. Uh, sure. Sure. This is what LTP, the family is, and the family built around Disney and the park 
is. Mm-hmm. We don't care about a lot of different things. We can disagree about a multitude of things. Which we, we do. do. We do all the time. In fact, Udi and I do quite a bit. All the time. I'm usually right. But <laughs> that being said, um, it doesn't matter. Because look at where we connect. Yeah. We, 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 we find the commonality. We find the bond. And this is one of the many things that I love that we have done, we have built. I think now with this with this conversation and piggybacking off the other one we had, mm-hmm. they all are kind of that kind of thing where we see the connections. We mm-hmm. find these people. We just find each other, and we kind of just know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we talk. I mean, and and I mean, you guys couldn't see it because we were we had them up on Skype, so we had the video, but. As we're talking and conversing back and forth, he's nodding his head yes as I'm talking or Mark is talking. And then he starts talking and explaining. We're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I love that we get the opportunity to talk to people like him. Yes, for sure. There is nothing better than finding a common bond with somebody and connecting at that level and just being happy there. So I appreciated the hell out of that conversation. I think it was fantastic. I think more conversations like that are what we all need right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm so, so happy that we got that, that we had that. I can't wait for more. Mm -hmm. Um, I Again, with Mark and with Jess, I know we all feel incredibly blessed. I know a lot of people are blessed, you know, and get overusing cliche, but... I feel incredibly blessed for the life that I have and the people I've met and the people I get to talk to. Yeah. Um, yeah. All all because of where we are and what we can connect with. So I'm incredibly thankful. That was an amazing conversation. I hope you guys love that. Yeah. Uh, please let us know. Uh, we're going to have him back on as often as we can because, yeah. again, we, we made a commitment earlier in the year to be about positivity and happiness because we've yep. been too long without it. Mm. So these are all the things that we're going to do to continue to do that. So, again... Picking back up the last one, coming to this one, it's all about connecting with people, connect around the park. We may have our ups and downs or gripes about the park, this, that, that, but at the end of the day, we all love it. Which, yeah. At the end sure. of the day, we all bind and we all bonded by that. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Um, I can't wait to have you back on. For sure, dude. Yeah. And that was very well said. Uh, the one thing I want to add to that is even though, even though we're talking via microphones and through the internet, that conversation that we had with Nicholas could have 100% been what would have what happened if we had gone out for drinks in the park or okay. messing more standing in line at the park yeah, yeah. no no doubt i mean I, I we could have sat there in any one of the, the spots i we could have gone and and i would have enjoyed our a bar anywhere like i could have been down at uh at free uva bar okay you know or ballast point with a beer in my hand or a shot in my or some bourbon in my hand just talking disney with just feeling the positivity behind it yeah um is amazing yeah so you're absolutely right yeah yeah and that's just again cool people that we get to meet and I feel very lucky that, that we've uh, um, well blessed is the right the right the right word and and luck is also another word that we were able to do but it's also the fruits of all the work we've been doing oh, mainly you well all, all of us it, it, it takes a team to get this thing going but um, that this is you know one of the benefits of doing it is we get mm-hmm. to talk to cool cool people like that but anyways, LTP, we hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, we hope we will have be doing more of that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And this is going to end episode number 139. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I kind of got confused because we recorded things out of sync, and that was my issue where I forgot the number. <laughs> but 
That was 139. Um, 140's coming up. I, I think we're going to have a little more Jess coming up in mm-hmm. 140. Um, it might be a trip report. I don't know what we're doing yet. Um, we shall see. But anyways, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, you can find us at leaveintodaypodcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram at leaveintodaypodcast. Send us an email at info at leaveintodaypodcast.com. Udi, where can people find you for more witty banter? You can find me on my other show, The Mando Show. Uh, we just wrapped up a little bit ago the final episode of Bad Batch. Oh. Um, we are now going to wait for um, Visions, and then we'll go there. Visions. Yeah, Star Wars Visions. Remember anime? Oh, yeah, that, that. Okay, cool. The anime part. Gotcha. Um, and then you can find me there, obviously, and then you can find me on all of my socials. The main one is going to be the Instagram, the IG. It'll be H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hacks Goalie. You can also reach me through the email here. Uh, but if you hear that that uh, IG, uh, DM me. Uh, everybody knows that I respond to my demons. Yes. Every single one. So you can find me there. For better or worse. Yeah, for, always for better. <laughs> okay. All right, LTB listeners, thank you so much for listening, for hanging out. We love you. Adventures out there. See ya. See ya. Have I been wrong so far? About what, this or another thing? No, this. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a list. No, I've been wrong about this. I'm not an imperfect man. But have I been wrong about this? I think I've pretty much called it. Why are you throwing up? You trying to eat all your food before your sister does? Now you can eat that. Rudy, don't say anything. What are you doing? Flowers, what? All uh, I need, you know what would be perfect right now? A Modelo? Uh, no, whiskey. Or bourbon. Uh, oh, I mean, bourbon. Kind of oh right my god. You wouldn't be able to sleep. You wouldn't be able to get up. Yeah, I would. Okay. Dude, bourbon impervious to bourbon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. Boy, was my face red.